Hey guys, this episode was actually recorded June of last year, and we are releasing it to you today because we are currently in the process of recording and editing and producing a new multi-part series. So if you liked Randy Stare, you're not going to want to miss this. So while we take that little bit of extra time, we're going to go ahead and release one of our Patreon-exclusive episodes. Um, if you like this, there are several more on Patreon for you to go and listen to if you want to join our uh, 5 or $10 tier or $100 tier. The $100 tier also comes with Richard's beard. But I hope you enjoy it. And we are very excited to bring you part one of our new multi-part series next Wednesday. Zoom, Zoom wants your consent. What do you say, Zoom, to Zoom? I say no. I did not consent <laughs> to you getting consent from the people I'm fucking talking to. All right? It says concep- uh, conception. Conception. <laughs> is conception, is that the word for that? <laughs> it's not conception, that's for sure. No, conception is something completely different. That's what you need consent for. You need consent to have conception. I like it. <laughs> All right. We're All starting right. off on a really strong note here. We did. We missed the O Canada part where we're talking about it earlier. <laughs> we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's okay. I'm glad to be doing this Patreon with you. I can say the words I want to say on this one, right? Yes, you can. You can say whatever the fuck you want. See, this is what people don't understand is that's nice, Richard. What you're getting today is not nice, Richard, because we're talking about someone I fucking despise. I'm not telling you who, but I don't fucking like this guy. I think he's a (laughs) And I don't really want to say, I don't want to say, but I wanted to say it because I'm allowed to say it. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I feel bad for saying like four times now. Sorry. God damn it. Yeah. I don't actually think that he's an F word. God damn it. Now I feel bad. I don't feel terrible. But... <laughs> that you said a bad word? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Hey, I have a question for you. I didn't actually yes, plan ma'am. this, but it occurs to me. Have Do you know of any Canadian serial killers besides the one that we're going to talk about today have we ever had another one that's been caught i'm gonna go with yeah olsen whatever that guy's name was uh fuck what's his first name olsen but he he uh sold his story to make money like about killing people and that's how they made the law against like uh serial killers or criminals being able to sell their story what clifford olsen is that what his name is that was a canadian guy that was responsible for that I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was him. Fucking I could Canada, be... at it again. Yeah. We're just the best country ever. Yeah, but uh, as far as like big ones, like the biggest one would be this one for sure. Like by a long mile. For like, sure. A scary long stretch of highway. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a local one here. 
that's been murdering same kind of women this guy murdered but he's never been caught he's a serial killer for sure or well i mean probably it's possible that it's just like a lot of one-time murders but it seems did you say did you say have or had have currently there's a serial killer active where you are um like sort of in between the stretch between here and like niscu i guess yeah there's been a bunch of uh women that have been showing up dead it's been for quite a long time about 20 years like the same way that's scary that's fucking terrifying do you drive that highway or that area well that's how you get to the airport so sort of but not really it's all it's all prostitutes that are ending up this way so i mean i'm very low risk as far as victims but yeah right um, there was actually uh, a really interesting local case. You may have heard of, you probably heard of it. It was the girl, I can't remember her fucking name now, Tina or Tanya or something. She, they released audio of her in a car with the guy that abducted her and she went missing. She was never seen or heard from again after this phone call in the car with the man that probably killed her. Yes, I did hear this. And that was terrifying. She's like, I don't know where I am right now. He said he was going to bring me somewhere. He's bringing me somewhere else. I want to get out of this car. Isn't the guy talking to like, yeah, yeah. She's like, where are we? And he's like, we're blah, blah, blah. East of like Leduc or some shit. And he, and she's like, you better not be taking me anywhere. I don't want to go. That freaks me the fuck out. You know, the, um, the Delphi murders refresh me. I said, yes. Uh, Indiana, two girls, uh, Abby and something else like Libby no I don't think so I don't think so uh yeah two young girls they went like for a walk in like their local kind of river valley and they went missing well they didn't they didn't go missing they died their bodies were found both of them and they had one of the girls phones and on the phone was a video of this guy they had his voice they had a picture like they released honestly an infuriatingly small clip of this guy's voice like you have a whole ass fucking video release more audio that's how you're gonna get tips but whatever the internet the internet is so crazy why aren't you using it to your advantage you know how many people like sit on like web sleuths and just try and solve this shit for fun like for free i've seen don't fuck with cats body movement is a genius that movie you know what that did that illustrated human ingenuity that it, uh, it just showed what a humans could do once they're a little bit pissed off like when he was like, you can't catch me. And he was like, oh yeah, I fucking can. And then he just goes on a mission and does it like terrifying, terrifying. That was kind of, I don't know. That was kind of a cop out to me because they spent like this whole time focusing on these two. I can't remember the other guy's name, but it was body moving the woman and the other guy's green, some yeah. green, I don't know. Uh, and then it was like, they couldn't find anything from the blanket in the background. They couldn't find anything from like the fucking type of snake or the broom or like this shit then it was like but then one day they got a private message from someone saying that it's this guy and they solved the case and i was like not really but okay Uh, sure and i agree with you that that didn't have anything to do with the case but what that did do is terrify the fuck out of me and it made me think people are scary and they can accomplish a lot if they put their minds to it because that's the depths they were going to figure out who this fuck was imagine the crazy shit like if someone wanted to figure out where i was like, oh, he found pigs. If I look at pigs in fucking uh, Northern, North America, that's the first uh, picture that comes up with uh, pig titties. Richard likes pig titties. So we got pig titties on there. All right. Okay. So, oh, 
pig titties are popular in rural communities. He's in a rural community. Oh, fuck. And then I'm caught because I have pig titties in my background because some crazy Russian hacker knows my fucking the better the way I think better than I do. <laughs> right? Uh, my mom's like all paranoid. She's like, you can't cover this case because like these people are going to find you and they're going to murder you. And I'm like, I mean, they could probably. I'm aware of that, but no, like they're not. Just settle down. I've gotten that so many times. Aren't you scared of Vincent Lee coming to get you? I'm like, I guess. I'm still alive, so. Yeah, he he must be taking his pills and like, okay, let's. uh, I was talking about this at work when when people are asking me this, okay? I'm like, let's think like if Vince Lee is taking his pills, okay? And he is, he did go under our Facebook group or whatever and he came to check it out. Like, maybe he like feels bad. You know, maybe he wants to like see his perception in and like he wants to self-reflect if he's taking his pills and he wants to. These are things that a person would if you did something bad, you'd eventually want to face it and think about it. And maybe that's what's happening. Maybe it's because he's healthy and this is a healthy thing to do is face what you did. And maybe I think if we it. connect all the pieces, you know, if that individual who was suspiciously Vinsley like that joined our group right after the Vince Lee episode came out. I'm just, he's probably still well because I'm not dead. He lives yeah. here. I don't imagine it's really that fucking hard to find me. Yeah. And furthermore, Tally has accused me of being an alien on more than one occasion. And he doesn't, like, he was going to stop the alien invasion. I That's would be true. fucking dead. <laughs> I would be dead. That's true. Especially if you like started listening to the show and he heard you get called an alien a bunch. He's like, you were the one. I misinterpreted the signs. It's, <laughs> it is your eyeballs I must eat and put ears in my pocket. <laughs> I want to keep them. I need them. Yeah, I want to hear you forever. <laughs> That's not how that works, Vince. <laughs> it's it's will. It's, it's will. <laughs> oh, yeah okay well as far as canada is concerned we got our own fucking a bunch of uh crazy killers we got a bunch of crazy cults we got a bunch of crazy stuff but this guy is probably top of the cake for me i think in canada overall i would say he's the craziest scariest one by far yeah this guy's like straight out of fucking deliverance jesus christ but like not even he's a fucking millionaire like deliverance guys were poor pieces of shit you know what i mean like not even he's scarier he's scary this guy's scary as fuck dangerous yeah they never learned how to be rich right well actually yeah. maybe he kind of did well i get we'll get into it i don't know yeah we'll, Sorry, we'll I see I don't, I don't mean to blow any type of wad but i mean no like, okay yeah you blew my wad you blew my wad <laughs> fucking baby's gonna be like do you know what uh, that means? he's he's such a little character that guy I, <laughs> I i love him i hope he uh comes on the show sometime he's coming on i think the 20th my phone is i just had it it's gone uh i think the 20th he's coming on okay good with uh for the conspirators which might not be conspir- i don't know anyway um we'll have him on he's welcome to come on you want to blow the wad you want to you want to <laughs> no, tell you- we're gonna be talking about here oh no i want you to do it Oh, it's not oh. a mystery. It's not. It's not a mystery. Oh, three. We'll say it at the same time. One, two, two, three. three. Willie picked in. Uh, I was gonna. Oh, I was like, "Fuck!" Is he gonna say Robert? What do I say? Damn it! Yeah, Robert passed. picked in. 
fucked up. I say Willie because that's what he liked to be called. Yeah, I <laughs> I only refer to him as Willie. So the Robert Picton thing's weird because it makes him sound formal, and he, this man's not a formal man. No, it's not the kind of man you'd want to. You'd be like, "Hello, Robert. Exactly. Good afternoon, <laughs> Robert." Exactly. You'd be like, hey, Willie. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, so he's Willie. Robert yeah. William Picton. He was born uh, a poor farm boy in 1949. His folks were not liked by their peers, and the boys unfortunately spent most of their time with them on their pig farm. So their mother was an ugly woman, nearly bald except on her chin and upper lip. (laughs) Unhygienic, loud as all hell. She walked around in jeans and like a nightgown. She was <laughs> she was an ugly woman. That's where we're starting today. I like this Celeste. <laughs> she was a gargoyle of a lady. She legit, <laughs> she legit was a fucking cave troll. Okay. She was an absolute just oh God. nightmare okay. of a woman. And their father was a mean son bitch. And in addition to the beatings that he bestowed upon his boys, Willie and Dave, he also bestowed upon them a complete lack of regard for self-care and socializing. <laughs> so the family home welcomed okay. the swines from the fields. And so the house kind of just became one with the local like pigsty uh, landscape and they shoveled out roughly 400 pounds of pig shit from the house every day. Oh, God. So they would just let the pigs run in the house? Is that what you just said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. You know what? If you had a bunch of cute little pigs running around, wouldn't you want them in your house too? Hmm? The little one. I'm sorry. Okay. You know what? I like a full-grown <laughs> pig as much as the next guy, especially like for dinner, but the they're just they stop getting cute at a point they're just not cute anymore of of fucking course they're shitting in your house obviously that'd be like a fucking disaster but they're big they're fucking i'm sorry you city folk out there who've never actually seen a real pig they are fucking huge but i mean like once a month just get it to come cuddle to bed with you you know i would be okay with that you know it's look at how cute the little pig is this man's already sleeping with a pig every night okay (laughs) (laughs) he probably wanted to fuck the pigs more than (laughs) she probably did it on purpose he cares more about these fucking pigs than me fine (laughs) i should become one with the pigs (laughs) yeah she was slowly transforming into a pig to be attractive (laughs) to him again exactly i think that was the plan there you go (laughs) the metamorphosis is complete I don't I maybe eventually all the reports it was not yet complete okay although a lot like a pig yeah like weirdly bald and also hairy at the same time yeah that's what I was saying and then she had like a mustache pigs have a weird nose so maybe she's just like trying to make her nose rounder you know yeah her voice the way that she talked was described as like shrieking which is very similar to squealing so maybe she just went around all the time like Wee! <laughs> uh, I, I'm picturing a, a house abuser with pig lady, and it's really uh, it's actually kind of sad. 
and the two kids just like we i don't know like i like the pigs too mommy <laughs> daddy don't hit me anymore <laughs> uh there were actually three kids they did have a sister her name was uh linda i think whatever doesn't matter she fucked off just as soon as she was old enough for some sucker to get her pregnant i assume she left like at a really early age i assume it was because she wrote some guy into getting her pregnant all right let's be a little bit serious here was she molested like, did she, did the brothers molest her to the dad molest her? Because maybe that's why she fucked off. Like, I don't really- know. I mean, I, I think that she, I don't think she was pig-like enough for them. <laughs> Not where I thought you were going to go with that. I thought you were going to be like, nah, she just thought they were weird. No, you went right with. She did. She thought they were weird and she wanted to grow up and be well adjusted. But I mean, Im- imagine if she looked like the mom. That's not fucking happening. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm. Oh, God. You must. You got to wear jeans if you're going to be a this farm. She's like, I just want to go hang out with my friends. Get your nighty if you're going out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know they had a sister. I guess they don't talk about her much. Did she ever come out and like talk to anyone after all this shit happens? No, or anything like she public at all sort of yeah she's been talked to we know that she's like she is a well-adjusted lady she never really got up to anything crazy you know she's she's very like oh willie like you know oh my god that's my brother incorrigible incorrigible (laughs) i don't think if she's as smart as the rest of the family she does not know that word oh yeah Yeah, cool. Uh, So the kids all went to school um, with the children of the medical professionals that all worked in the town insane asylum or mental institution or whatever. This was Coquitlam, BC. And like their main. Coquitlam. (sighs) Yes, Coquitlam. Fine. (laughs) So this this was um, that was like the main employer in the town was the mental institution. And uh, so it was a lot of doctors and nurses and their kids are all going to school with these filthy, smelly pig farmer children and their overalls and rubber boots and fill of pig shit. And <clears throat> everyone said they smelled fucking horrible. This is just like all <laughs> across the board. The first yeah. thing anyone says when they say, tell me about the pig kids, they smell like fucking asshole on a hot day. Let me tell you. <laughs> It's it's one of the calling cards of Will Pickton, Willie Pickton himself. How much you fucking stank! It's it's this real thing. Like he stank, they stank through their whole life. They're a stinky family, you know. But like, Quillquitlam's fucking a rich place, right? Like for them to live there, they had enough land, I guess, for them to be around. Or were they just old school hicks that were around there? They were old school hicks, but. Coquitlam at the time, like when their parents were younger, was not a rich area. They just happened to, right, they're like, what are they, just east of Vancouver? And so during the up and coming reign of Vancouver, they had all this land to sell to developers and they ended up getting fucking filthy rich selling off little plots of their land. And they they were nouveau riche, but they were still fucking hicks. It was weird. Well, yeah, you can't just, it's like the, what's that old show with the, the, the oil, black gold, you know what I mean? It's like that. It's like Beverly Hillbillies where you just like get a bunch of money and then you were a hillbilly before, but they're like the, 
Bisibabillies. There's no good pun for it, but it's uh yeah, British Columba Billies. British Columba Billies. <laughs> yeah, okay, you did it. I did, couldn't figure out a way to do it, but you did it. Uh, I love your mind. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's. Uh, I can see it. It, does, it. You can't just change the way you are, like being a poor farmer to like a rich farmer it, overnight. It, it, it would be culture shock for these fucking people, these rich doctors and uh, whoever else moved into like beautiful. Because isn't it like, like wine country or some stupid shit like that? I don't know. Fuck, isn't it like a beautiful now, part of probably. BC? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I'm, well, now I mean, all of BC is kind of beautiful. It's just one of those places. Yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it would have been, it would have been weird for them. You know, they make like their first big sale to a developer. What are they, how are they going to handle that? I mean, especially at the time it's like tonight we're drinking fucking whiskey instead of moonshine and they get like a top hat and a monocle and sit in their little shoebox. They hit their kids with really big rings. Now that's about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the only difference is beat them with your jewelry. Uh, but just imagine you or I just got a billion dollars. I'd probably be dead in a couple of weeks, just being an idiot, not understanding how to use it. And it would probably be all gone. <laughs> I have no idea. I, literally just immediately. I always think I'll pay off my student loans. And after that, I have no plans. Yeah. But I mean, like you never ever thought about just if you won the lottery, this is like a new thing yes, for you. I definitely have. You just, you just think like student loans, that is responsible Celeste. After that, I'm putting it in a savings account. Dude, I'm going to live off the interest. I'm never paying off my student loans unless I win the lottery. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's not fucking happening. I am a millennial. Um, no, like I sure, but it's always like, yes, it is like responsible. It's like, I'm going to not tell anybody I want. I'm going to get myself a lawyer and an accountant and I'm going to like hide all my money. I'm going to give my parents like the most of it, like literally as much as possible and be like, literally spend every cent you can between now and when you die, because I love you and you deserve it. And then I would keep just like, whatever enough to live off of. I, you know, I would be yes, responsible with it. I, You're so you're you're such a goodie i am very white bread celeste it's not real money <laughs> i know don't have to put it, you don't have to put it in the bank we're just philosophizing hey you're like hey i would take hey your fake we're dollars. gonna be podcast rich spotify is gonna buy us for like 500 million dollars okay there you go there i need to go. know what to do with that money when the time comes <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so what, what's next <laughs> Yeah. So they went to school with these kids. They were completely rejected. None of these kids wanted to hang out with them, uh, particularly when they were young. As they got a little bit older, it sort of changed. But uh, Willie liked to take solace after a long day of being ridiculed by having a cry in a hollowed out hog's carcass. Where do you learn that? Like someone showed you something like that. That's why you did that. There's no like Whoa, look at this empty pig. Gonna go cry in it. Like, uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he wanted to replicate what it felt like to be held in his mother's arms when he was young. Oh, yeah. There it is. The cycle. Your, your degree's paying off, girl. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> that, that degree has paid for itself in, like, life applicability. Just a million go. times over, okay? There, there you go. <laughs> Uh, the closest thing he ever felt to love during his childhood was a calf that he had bought in a livestock show when he was 12. But 
one day, predictably, he came home from school to find that his father had strung the calf up in the barn and butchered it. And I can only assume that he crawled inside it and had a cry. <laughs> Daddy, why did you kill Betsy? <laughs> the sound puts it on like a fucking invisibility cloak, just yeah. like cracks the ribs and in a little cocoon. He wore it around for days. And his dad probably didn't need to kill his fucking cow. He probably had a bunch of other ones. Just a bastard. Hey, uh, you know what I want? You, you know what I want to do when I get older, dad? Be a farmer just like you. Well, you're not going to be a farmer. You're going to be a serial killer because I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> not on my watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fucking Why not right. both? I, yeah, I guess so. I'll teach you, dad. <laughs> I'll do what you wanted and what I wanted. Exactly. You know yeah. what? A man of compromise. I can respect it. Yeah. That's uh, Dave's Dave's getting the same treatment, I'm guessing. Yeah, more or less. Dave is also a bastard, though. Yeah, there's no favorite favoritism from the parents, though. It's not like Willie's like the one they treat worse than Dave like Dave's the uh, star child or something like no, that right? their favorite is like the giant jug of moonshine they put a vest on and call Billy at the table like <laughs> <laughs> that's the favorite child you're ba- you gonna go to college Jib Billy just as soon as you're empty <laughs> <laughs> dad can I go to college shut up and just beats the fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah Basically, so we're painting a very colorful picture of what is absolutely 100% canon in this household. We are not wrong. At oh, all. God. It's so sad. So at 14, the family moved to another pig farm where Willie was expected, <clears throat> pardon me, where Willie was expected to slop 700 pigs three times a day. So you can only imagine how much deeper the fucking lake of shit got after they moved here. Oh, and okay, so Willie's like how old now? 14. 14? Fuck, this kid must have been big. He must have been like, he's a, like, I mean, tough, you know, like fucking doing that. Yeah, jacked as fuck. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be just shredded. Like, farm work is no joke. Uh, Anybody who wants to dispute that with me can. We'll have a nice long discussion about it. (laughs) You won't get any argument from me, man. Those farm boys, they look good when they take their shirts off. Yeah. Except no. for the tan. Honestly, the tan, it's attractive. Yeah. I won't lie to you. I like it. The trucker arm also does things to me where it's just the one tan right on just on their arm there. <laughs> You're brave, sir. <laughs> Literally, like they have, they just like cut the arm off of like a Mexican guy and stuck it on an Irish guy. Oh, yeah. It's, yep. it's nuts. That gets you going, that winds you up. Oh, fuck yeah. There's they got like moi- the bicep from honking the horn for the kids <laughs> driving by that want them to do it. They're like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that it's someone's sexuality. I wonder if there's someone who's attracted to when someone falls asleep at the beach with their glasses on and there's just like, <laughs> 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 does that get you going too? Or no? Hey, you know what? I know a dude who thinks Tom's tans, you know, Tom's shoes, and they cut like, like part way up the foot okay so people wear them with like full leg jeans and they just have like a little on the top of their foot like a square of tan and i know a guy who thinks that's the hottest shit ever okay well hey man maybe it's just the feet though now that i'm thinking about it (laughs) i think that's 
is yours is legitimate like you think this is actually hot or are you just are is this the a trucker pro- arm or the pharmacan yeah. or what all of it honestly anything that involves just like getting tan while you work is hot to me yeah okay just i feel like the square on the leg one is like a thing you try to tell girls to sound like intriguing like oh i i think the little square on someone's ankle is caught too like oh this guy's different you know like fuck you but <laughs> nobody thinks that's hot that's weird celeste actually has a good point it's about working it's about like this is what you did to earn that like someone just wore capris for way too long like that's not work uh and you think that's sexy come on you're lying yeah no show me a guy who spent like the last three weeks in a tanning bed not attractive I get, I get it now. I didn't get it at first. I'm, I'm down with it. I, Hey, you, wow. You know, yeah. something new. No shame. Um, so yeah, let's get into what, what a bastard Dave was. Dave also worked with Willie on the farm, Okay. but he actually was a little more social than the rest of the family. He actually dated and stuff. Um, and he did actually fuck off eventually. So But before he fucked off, uh, on one incident, he was driving home and he noticed a boy walking on the side of the road and he intentionally swerved and hit the boy. And he then left him on the side of the road. He didn't know what kind of condition he was in. But then Mama Picton went back later in the day, found that the boy was still there on the side of the road and still alive. And so she rolled him on into the ditch where he drowned in the runoff water from the surrounding farms. Yeah, I, I, I got questions about this because like, okay, so obviously you just went home, told mommy, mommy, I just hit someone for fun. She went, oh, goody, a corpse and went over there and flipped him into the, oh, he's not a corpse yet. I guess I'll make him one. But didn't they, did he ever, did he, did he get in trouble for this? Do I feel like he gets off from this something? Did he actually do this? He was caught. And I don't I don't know specifically whether or not he was actually caught or if they told them that like there like this accident happened. I don't know. He was charged with leaving the scene of an accident and his mother was charged with nothing. Her part in it all was not acknowledged. This is just something that Willie later told in an audio diary. Oh god. Pays to be rich, though. Like, I bet you she went, uh, she fucking paid her something off, you know? Even a poor person knows rich people can get off with money, you know? I mean, like, that's something if you had money, be like, oh, yeah, I have money. I forgot I could do this. (laughs) Yeah, seems likely. Oh, God. Uh, It also sort of represents, like, the whole uh, economy of the farm later, that this is perhaps something that he learned how to utilize in his youth. Yeah. And so Dave, he just, sorry, I'm going to go back a bit because I forgot to even mention that he just swerves. He did it for fun. Yeah. He did it on purpose. He just wanted to. And this comes from Willie. Uh, Yeah. Well, this comes like secondhand from Dave. Dave told the family and then Willie talked about it. He was talking about like all the things that fucked him up as a kid, like his dad slaughtering his calf and and his brother killing somebody and his mom covering it up like all these things that like he's like i never stood a chance they don't talk like that in bc but you know what i'm saying 
he's just trying to give himself excuses for being a piece of trash, uh, yeah. which is fine. Like he at least he admitted to it and got it out of the way, probably more than what he admitted to, but whatever. But so, but this comes from him. See, this sounds like, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like he did it. He did it. He might've been with him. I don't know if Dave, I think Dave just hit it from him. I think Dave and him were there together. I think that would be the thing that would fuck you up. Your brother running into someone, right? Versus I heard a story about my brother running into someone and my mom, I heard a story about her rolling him into that. It sounds like he was part of this. See, um, I'm actually just speculating. I don't know if he was there. Oh, I don't, I haven't actually listened to this audio diary. Some of it is available, but not all of it. Yeah. No. Um, and this is just a secondhand retelling of an incident where Dave hit a boy. I don't know I see. if Willie was in the car or what. But I, I just know I that this came from Willie, this story. I gotcha. Okay, sorry. Continue. No, good. I'm glad you clarified because, like, I'm just <laughs> pulling this out of my ass here, people. No, no. It's just because, like, like you, you got to think of what the trauma would really be. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and if he says, oh, my dad hit me. Okay, that's real trauma. I get that. Your dad killing your animal. That's real trauma. I get that. And then your brother hearing a bro of a story about your brother having a joyride and killing a little boy. That's not real trauma. That's a story. You just heard a story. You, you being in a car while your brother went, yeah, Hey Willie, watch this. Gullabunk. What the fuck did you just do? <laughs> we got to go tell mom. Mom's the one with the money. You know, like, why did you just make such an accurate sound of somebody getting hit with a vehicle? Um, what's the next part of the story? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is that what it sounded like when your mom fell down the stairs too? <laughs> My mom never fell down the stairs. I'm just trying to use familiar <laughs> analogies for the audience to keep up with my beautiful mind. Familial uh, analogies. Yeah, I don't, I, I think, okay, if Dave was this much of a bastard, he was probably like really fucking shitty to Willie when they were kids. He probably fucking molested him for all I know. Like, That's what I. Th this is where I'm thinking goes with this whole thing. I think like, like Dave was diddling the sister too. I think there was something maybe. going on there. I think there's, well, like you don't get to sex crimes because you weren't touched as a kid. I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't think. I think you're on one side of things. Either you're you're having sex on purpose for money, or you're taking sex on purpose for weird yeah. shit. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, there's some issues there. Yeah. It stems from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, my money's actually on dear old dad being the diddler just because the way that he slaughtered the calf was very similar to the way Willie would, well, you'll find out. Yeah. Both of his, uh, folks were dead by 1979. He's a 30 year old man. He's now running the pig farm. Dave fucked off, even though they both owned the farm together. And so the farm was valued at about a million dollars. And this is 1979. I don't know the conversion rate. Usually I look this shit up, but I didn't. So. Well, I would have been like, thanks for getting the number and then forgotten it right after anyway. So who cares? Perfect. I'm glad all my hard work <laughs> is so appreciated. <laughs> so anyway, uh, in his parents' will, they did state that he couldn't inherit officially until he was 40 provided that he worked the farm until then so they just had to add just one last fuck you you're never getting out of here you some bitch in there yeah well i don't 
think he complained do you think so like i think he was no, like no okay, i think he well, loved whatever. what he did yeah i think he was like cool i i was gonna do that anyway wow we'll we'll see what he did with it uh so the farm actually only had about 100 pigs at this time because around 600 it actually died in a fire that had broken out and if he did anything except invite like the whole fucking town over for barbecue like it's already cooked just set it up man i'm gonna go with uh this was uh, do we know how the fire started no there's not a lot of information on the fire I bet you he started it. Mm. It's a serial killer thing to start fires, man. And I bet you I, he was playing with fire and he something went off. Oops, shit, fuck. Oh, God damn it. There goes 300 pigs. I got it. I got it out of me, though. And he went and jerked off for sure. Uh, but that's just a guess. That's just me speculating. But it's you look for, like when you see a lot of serial killers, they all have a fucking pattern, right? Like certain things. There's a certain amount of things that happen in a serial killer's childhood that uh, things I forget what they're called, but it's expanded. The list isn't the three things anymore. The triangle, the the triad. The fucking, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about it's more stuff now they have added a lot to it so yeah. it's not just the try it's not just the pissing the pants and lighting fires and killing small animals anymore it's the, there's a lot more to it but or pissing the bed sorry uh but i wouldn't be surprised if he was a bedwetter you know and now that i'm seeing fires pop up as soon as daddy goes away like i'm gonna start fucking you know it just seems like something he would do i don't maybe i'm wrong though but well the other factor too was like his parents were like old by this time yeah. and it is possible that he was just trying to get rid of him yeah hoping maybe 91 year old dear dad wouldn't be able to get out if he burned the whole fucking place to the ground but he did he got out and he died the next year actually yeah I, oh. poor poor willie couldn't even get his first kill right <laughs> 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 it's, this is just it's speculation but i mean it's just looking at patterns of this shit for a long time you start to see right like it's true yeah it's i think like, he was uh, probably trying to kill them he didn't either way so yeah. probably got fucking actually i was gonna say he probably got whooped but not by a 91 year old man i don't think so uh, do you think do you think if you were uh this is kind of a weird question but like you think if you were whooped by your dad like that your whole life and then they start getting their elderly years you'd be like extra nice to them or start whooping them like would you start being you think uh, abusive to them no no okay no no i've got a buddy who when he was young his stepdad was a mean bastard like just yeah. very abusive uh buddies easily three times the size now my friend yeah yeah every time his stepdad squares up he backs down huh so still he's has the fear of him. yeah he's still scared of him to this day that's so that's i don't i don't think it ever goes away i think once you're conditioned to fear that person it doesn't matter really how frail they are you always feel like if i hit back there will be consequences so much worse than what they would realistically be does that just happen randomly? I don't feel like that happens randomly. You would know more with the psychology background, but like, does someone just one day start like, I'm going to beat my wife. I was treated nicely my whole life and everything. That, that doesn't just... It's just impulse you. control. Literally, yeah. the part of your brain that controls whether or not you're impulsive. Typically, it's your prefrontal cortex. You'll find that um, psychopaths yeah. uh, will have shrunken prefrontal cortexes. Yeah. And so um, 
they have like this inherent lack of self-control because they have like these desires and they act on them right but yeah it's just a lack of impulse control because i think every single one of us has been in a a place a mood where it's just like what i wouldn't give to smack you the fuck up but you don't you just don't you wait to calm down you know you will calm down because you've never given into it before and you always calm down I think of it this way, though, like I have impulse control. We all have impulse control, but like, I don't think it's normal to act out on my impulses to punch someone in the head. Right. I think it's normal to smoke cigarettes because my mom would. But like, I saw that as a kid. Right. I, I saw it and I, I look at it like I know it's not in my brain as an adult now, but it's just like ingrained. I, I, I didn't smoke until I was like 20. Well, how the fuck did I get into smoking? That's stupid. Right. You figure you start when you're young, like 20 years old. What was I doing? I don't know. I don't, I really don't. I can't explain it. And except for like, I think it's a weird impulse that I try to control. I can't, I quit a couple times, but like, I can't. Yeah. I didn't start smoking until I was 18 either, but weird. I smoked for four years. And the only reason I quit is because I got pregnant. I didn't want to fuck up the fetus. Well, that's a uh, good thing you quit. It saves a lot of money. God damn. It sure does. I found out the other day how much smokes actually cost now versus when I quit. Holy shit, dude. I could not afford a smoking habit. <laughs> yeah, I gotta quit. You should. I'm sorry if I'm triggering you right now. Is no. that the word you guys use? Triggering? No, I'm over it. Like I I quit so long ago now. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't even I don't even have the urge to smoke when I drink anymore. That took a long time. That's break. the one that gets me. I, yeah. I've quit bunch and then I get hammered and I yeah. fucking just smoke. Someone's like, have one. You'll be fine. I'm like, fuck it. I'm having one. And yeah. And the next the thing pack. you know, it's you, you bought a pack. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a long time. That was the habit that I was into, but uh, no, I, I, this thing, I didn't like it at first. I was like, this is never going to work. Honestly, it's okay. I've kind of figured it out. That as long as I have something in my mouth, I'm okay. Yes, I knew you were going to laugh at it, but I can't phrase it any differently. Uh, I'm thinking about penises. I know. <laughs> That's okay. They have also been in there. So you're not entirely wrong. Uh, yummy. Not usually. So anyway, where are we at here? This brings me back to Sharon Lepaco and you're like, wash your house. Did you meet Dick? <laughs> I meant both. Yes, I do mean that though. I do absolutely 100%. If there's a woman coming over and you want her mouth on your wiener, fucking go take a whore's bath at least. Wash your neck. That's so fucking inconsiderate, dude. Horse bath or higher, please. 100%. Baby wipes? Nah. Bust out the actual like soap. Okay? Get a cloth. Maybe you'll finish early and then she won't even have to worry about it. I think she would probably be cool with that too. Uh, blowjobs. Fucking blowjobs, man. <laughs> you know? Okay. So Willie's money attracted a very specific type of person. And it was either the seedy needy or the seedy greedy. All just like not your most savory type of folks, but they had their different reasons for being there. Some of them genuinely needed some help. Some of them, they just wanted someone else funding their drug habit. Yeah. He, uh, he liked to party, you know? He, he was never a drug user, though. 
No, but he liked to always have drugs. He always had drugs around. This way he's dangerous because he was sober. He was yep. a fucking, he was a fucking predator. Called you. Oh, but he liked he, to party. He definitely had parties all the time, right? Like he had shit tons of parties. Uh, yeah, he did. Um, Sorry, did I skip something? Uh, a little bit here. I'll just quickly say um, because of all this, all these party favors and shit that he was handing out to these people on the farm, he amassed quite a following of people that were in debt to him. And it came in handy. Or I should say it's speculated that it came in handy. Oh, I, I imagine, man. That's what uh, power's all about, right? Is making people owe you shit. And then it, that's what power is, man. That's just lots of power, lots of fucking money. You get lots of power real quick. It doesn't matter if it's from power from uh, the, the local sex workers or if it's power from a politician. It's power over these people. Uh, it's not to the same degree. You're not smart using it properly, but you're still getting the you know what i mean like you could add power in way different ways man yeah you could argue that it's almost better to have power over the people who have nothing to lose they'll do a fuck ton more for you for sure it's like it's easier you don't have to fucking like manipulate your way into like making them do shit because they have their own wealth or whatever right so you don't have to you don't have that they don't have that to protect themselves so you just have like all the wealth and all the power in the relationship like you're for sure that's fucking helpful <laughs> that came in handy for sure oh yeah oh yeah uh one little quick little thing uh willie's now an adult now just to establish the kind of dude that willie was as an adult uh one report said that if a staff member would walk in while he was slaughtering a pig one of the things that he liked to do was to cut off the pig wiener and he would attach it to a belt and then he would put that belt around his waist and then he would run around and poke people with his pig dick. <laughs> so like the, the HR lady comes in, she's like, all right, Willie, we got a new hires here today. <laughs> and he's like, look at this trick, guys. Wee, 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 I'm Willie Pig Guy. <sighs> we got to pay insurance for this kind of stuff, Willie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he had an HR department. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but like people anybody would come any like not anybody obviously but i mean like any of his workers like think this is funny like did he do this in a kit like that's why i do it all the time so yeah nobody thought it was funny nobody thought it was funny (laughs) he just did it actually though there was one woman who thought it was kind of funny the first time she saw it one of the staff was like bent over working on something and like fucking (laughs) <laughs> Willie runs up behind him and the woman who described it she was like he runs up behind him and he goosed him with it <laughs> uh so I, he liked to poke people like in their butthole I guess oh my god this guy this that's just I don't know that's an HR nightmare really that's all that is it, it is yeah that's that's <laughs> this guy wrote the book on sexual harassment that's like it's like bestiality or that's not good it's a whole thing it's necrophilia yeah. bestiality <laughs> sexual harassment it was just a mess it's just a fucking mess can you harass someone with bestiality what would that be called that's what I'd like beastie harassment beast like can you harass them? like you can harass someone and you can sexually harass someone can you sexually harass someone further with bestiality or is that just sexual harassment i think if you were like 
hey, I'll give you a raise if you fuck a pig, it's still sexual harassment and also bestiality. Oh, okay. We're redefining the true crime world. Right I don't know now. if it's ever come up. Honestly, I think, you know, the rules of, of history are that it has come up. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. Hasn't been tested in court yet. All right. I got you. I don't know. I'll go talk to some people who work at a pet store and see the kind of things they've done for raises. See where all the gerbils went. I'm starting a podcast. There's so many of these now. <laughs> Uh, uh, that'd be an interesting podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I would listen to every single episode. <laughs> I don't know anybody who wouldn't, honestly. My mom would. No. <laughs> <laughs> she won't listen to this, but you yeah, bet your ass. She'd listen to, that, she'd listen yeah. to the gerbil mystery series. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, like you were saying, so Willie started to totally neglect the farm itself, but he registered the farm as a nonprofit charity, which he called the Piggy Palace Good Times Society. (laughs) And uh, the so-called purpose of the charity was organizing, coordinating, managing, and operating functions, dances, shows, and exhibitions on behalf of service organizations and other worthy groups. This is the only time and I'm going to say this to the entire episode is that I, I think that Willie is awesome for naming it that the pig Picton piggy palace party power the piggy point. palace. Good times society. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't even care. <laughs> Willie. Good job. If you ever listen to this, I appreciate that you called it that because you're like, fuck the system with that. You just blanketed everything in there and said, fuck you. Yeah. So tell me what it really was. Tell me what it really was. I like it. So yeah, it was just, it was a social club and he called it the piggy palace, which is like, it's what you would call a strip club. Okay. Like a not, a not good strip club, the kind of strip club that like the buffet serves like halibut. Okay. So, um, the functions that they hosted were raves and parties, and the guest list was pretty much exclusively made up of sex workers and hell's angels. And this, the club itself was in a converted slaughterhouse. So sometimes up to 2000 people would attend these events and sometimes they would host cockfights and they would always sell booze and they made an absolute fuck ton of money. I imagine a bunch of illegal crazy shit going on and there's probably lots of free booze and drugs and hell's angels to like defend it. And it just sounds like a Robert Rodriguez fucking bar in the middle of the desert is what it sounds like. Yeah. I wonder (laughs) if there was a toe in a a bottle of whiskey. (laughs) Have you heard about that? Uh, There's been whispers. The Willie was actually sued by the county for neglecting the land that was zoned for agriculture and also for altering the slaughterhouse into like a fucking dance club. So their nonprofit status was revoked and disbanded in 1998. Yeah, the, the only good thing you did in your life was that, Willie. So, and not what happened there, but just the fact you named it that and you fucked it up. You couldn't even <laughs> keep that one thing. I'm sorry, Willie. It's the one thing you did. Man's not wrong. (laughs) 
1997, so this is the year before the uh, Piggy Palace was no more. <laughs> Wee! Wee! <laughs> Uh, Willie was almost imprisoned after an altercation with a sex worker. So uh, her name is available everywhere, but she didn't want it out there. So out of respect for her, I won't use her name. Her street name is Stitch, and that is how she preferred to be identified before somebody spilled the beans. So Stitch was picked up in downtown Vancouver and driven to Willie's farm by Willie. She said that she was uneasy when she arrived and she asked to use the phone so that she could call her boyfriend at the hotel that they were staying at to let him know that she was a little further than usual with a John and she'll be back in the next couple hours. So she was looking in the yellow pages and uh, Willie came up behind her and slapped a handcuff around her wrist. So she remembered that when she had been walking into the house, there was a large butcher knife sitting on the counter in the kitchen. So she whips around, she shoves him over and runs to the kitchen to get the knife. Uh, She did manage to get the knife and then they struggled for a period of time. In the struggle, she was stabbed four times and he was stabbed as well. I don't know how many times, but he was stabbed severely. He was severely injured. So she managed to escape and flag down a car that was passing by on the nearest road. And uh, the people in the car actually said that they weren't going to stop and help her. She was just this crazy woman covered in blood holding a knife. But then they noticed that she had a handcuff around her wrist and they were like, oh, maybe a victim. Yeah, probably a good idea. I hope <laughs> yeah. this one now. Yeah. So they probably actually went like, where were you just arrested? Like, <laughs> yeah. You may you'd think that yeah, like that would be my first assumption, not victim. It'd be like, how did you escape from the police that are holding you? Yeah, that didn't actually occur to me, but I probably in that situation I would think the same thing that she like was getting arrested and fucking killed a couple cops. Yeah, but hey man, maybe that maybe she's known because like sex workers are known to police. Maybe they're like she's not harmful, like she wasn't getting arrested. Uh, well, this wasn't a police car that stopped. This was just a couple civilians. Sorry, that's what I meant. Like, maybe she was, I don't know, just people that, I guess, lived in the neighborhood or something? Like, I don't maybe. know. Maybe. I don't no. know. Either way, it was a husband and a wife, and they did pick her up, and they took her to the hospital. Uh, so, or they called an ambulance. And either way, she ended up at the hospital. So, uh, Willie actually drove himself to the same hospital. And when she was being treated in the emergency room, the police found a key in the pocket of Willie's probably overalls. And they found that the key fit the set of handcuffs on the woman being treated in the ER. Oh, well, that's uh, easy to figure out then, I guess. Yeah, pretty cut and dry. Uh, So he was charged with attempted murder, but the charge was dismissed in 1998. Yeah, he probably went, here's a fat check, Stitch. Don't charge me. Drop all charges, please. And she went, check, I'll take heroin, please, or whatever. I'm not, I'm assuming, I'm maybe I should be victim blaming, but this is how we control people, right? So that's my guess. It's worth noting that many of the local police were frequent patrons of the Piggy Palace. Ah, maybe it's that way then. The opposite way. See, that was my fault and I apologize. I should have went with the police are corrupt and the sex workers lying. We're not lying, but. 
yeah, well, that's just it. You know, it's how do you prove that it wasn't like some consensual bondage and she just decided to stabby stab the rich guy? A lot of people are just trying to get it, get through the day, but there are fucked up ones. So the fucked up ones make it and it's a fucked up profession. It's, it is, it's, it's, it's work. I get it. But I mean, it's, it's not normal. It's not, I shouldn't say normal. It's not uh, common, you know, it's not a, it's the oldest profession. I get it, but it's not like your aunt goes like, I'm a sex worker at Christmas dinners. Like it's not something that's. Uh... Yeah. I don't think there was any such thing as like high-end escorts then. If I was a high-end escort, you'd bet your ass I'd fucking tell everybody. Would you though? Oh God. Yeah. I'd be okay. making fat stacks. I'd obviously be really hot. Fuck yeah. I have All sex right. with powerful men for money. I feel like it's getting normalized more because there's so many OnlyFans pages and chicks fucking uh, like just put that on their Facebook page. Like I got come check out my OnlyFans. I'm like, I was friends with you in high school. What are you talking about? Not that I, I shouldn't say friends with me in high school, in college. Nobody from my high school is on OnlyFans. I don't want to hear messages. <laughs> <laughs> from college, though, there is a girl that I know that's on OnlyFans. But I mean, like that's uh, if you were just like in the back pages of fucking uh craigslist back in the day you would be like look at my craigslist ad you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah be, yeah so only fans is normalizing sex work which i'm cool with that i guess that's cool i got no qualms with sex work and honestly there's a lot of sex workers out there that are just as fucking shitty as the johns that's what i'm saying like there's just shitty people everywhere it doesn't just have to be in sex work takes all kinds for sure yeah. hell fucking eileen warnos she's on the other side of things she's a serial killer too yeah, she would lure guys in to shoot them in the fucking face. Businessmen fucking killing other businessmen. It's not like it's just sex workers that get murders, you know? No. No, they're high risk and that sucks for them. Yeah. And, you know, there are ways that we can protect them and we don't, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, that's definitely a conversation for another day. Okay, so... <laughs> you look you, you look so before, you just, like, look so broken fuck you look like today was a rough day for you today was a rough day but also i have something in my eye (laughs) pissing me off it's probably yesterday's mascara because i have no control over my life um anyway okay so during the like reign of the piggy palace so this was several years and then for some more years even after this incident uh, numerous women had disappeared from downtown Vancouver, never to be seen again. So the police were not taking it seriously. These were all vagrant hookers, you know, call a spade a spade. That's what they were. Yeah. And that's what, uh, they would have been referred to at that time anyway. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, yeah, I need a hooker. Like I'm not trying to, it's, it is what it is. A spade a spade is correct. Yeah. So Um, the police actually got their first kick in the ass after a woman named Sarah DeVries, I believe it's Sarah DeVries, uh, went missing. She was a woman of ill repute as well, but she had a circle of people who actually advocated for her. And that included the family that adopted her when she was young and, uh, also a very good friend. And I'm talking friend zone kind of friend. And this gentleman's name was Wayne Lang. He was a former John of hers, but he was actually a very nice man. He was very much in love with her. And uh, she was not in love with him, but they were very close. She trusted him. 
they they spent a lot of time together that she didn't get paid for. That, that's the main thing with the the sex work is like usually you move into that area because you have no one watching out for you or helping you out and stuff like that. So it was nice that she had someone advocating for her. I even if it was a John, you know what I mean? Like good for him. I, I'm fucking right. You know, we should all be going out. You know what? Next time one of my hookers go missing, I'm going to go right downtown to the police uh, station and advocate for her instead of just forget she ever existed like I do right now. See, I'm a bad person. We should uh, we should register as a nonprofit and we should start the unethical hooker sponsor program like Big Brother. Everybody goes out. You pick a hooker. You are now their sponsor. If they go missing, you are there to advocate for them. You know them. Uh, you know, it's, it's, this is how that we, we can protect these women. You sponsor a hooker through an ethical podcast. We'll give you discounts on merch. Discounts on getting boned. I'm sure the, I'm sure she'll give you we'll arrange 20%. discounts <laughs> with our, uh, with our, with our clientele. We'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. That's what we're calling it. Hooker and you up. Hooker and you up. <laughs> We're just trying to save lives out here. All right. We didn't choose to be heroes. I could, you know what? All right. After we're done recording, I got a couple people I got to go check on. Uh, <laughs> You're a good dude. You're fine, man, Richard. <laughs> I'm going to write a book. All right. What about? About how I saved uh, ah. the day. Um, great. Of course. <laughs> of course. You, sh- you absolutely should. Okay, if Oprah was still a thing, that would be on the list. It's on the book club for sure. It's on the website, I'm sure of it. Oh, magazine. Oh, magazine. (laughs) Oh, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fuck, that got me. All right. Oh, Canada, indeed. Okay, so uh he canvassed the streets for information on Sarah. He had a website where people could reach out to him with information. His phone number was on every flyer and he was like beaten down on the missing person, the missing persons division after she disappeared. So uh, one of the gentlemen picked up on uh, what Wayne was laying down was constable Dave Dixon and Dave Dixon followed a trail of closed files with the St. John's social services that had been closed because they had all failed to pick up their social service checks. And obviously these people relied on this money either for drugs or survival and not picking it up was a massive red flag. Okay. There's only one reason they're not picking this up They're They are dead. Yeah, no, they, uh, very, uh, what is it? Poor people uh rely on these things a lot like man even the downtrodden like you said for drugs they're gonna be there even if they're fucking they did heroin 20 minutes before that they're gonna crawl their ass over there and get their goddamn check in line no way doesn't matter if all all their bills can be paid all their rent can be paid they will they will have a a fridge full of food they're still picking up that check yeah for sure yeah so uh dave dixon took this discovery to his staff sergeant Doug McKay Dunn who then asked his wife who was a local nurse uh in a clinic that was mostly frequented by transient people if she'd noticed any of the regular clinic clientele had just stopped showing up and she said yeah she had noticed a few women a few women that she regularly saw hadn't been around in a really long time 
And so he then brought it to Detective Inspector Kim Rosmo, and he took it upon himself to analyze the data on missing women over the past 30 years. So yikes. the most, sorry? 30 years, that's yikes. That's a long time. I, you just made it sound like it was like a casual thing he did. He took it upon himself to look up the missing women for the past 30 years. Jesus, fuck. This <laughs> I thought sounds, you the weekend report. <laughs> this sounds a little more impressive than it is. This is like 1990. Eight. So I mean, there there are computers that where they centralize this data. So okay, yeah, it's still like he made he made a bar graph. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. No. No. That's fine. That's fine. I just you're right. I was assuming it was like <laughs> stacks of paper. Yeah. Well, you're you're right. No, he's just going like on an Excel spreadsheet. Control yes. F. Missing women. Enter. Yes. Like. <laughs> exactly that is what he did, and so it doesn't matter. It, you know what? Good for you anyway, Kim. No one else fucking did it. So, yeah. uh, so he had noticed that the past two years had seen a huge spike in missing women. You also have to keep in mind that this is a group where most of the women were not being reported missing at all. Yeah. Like I said, no support system, right? Nobody to care about them. So that's, that's, that's how you get there to begin with. Yeah. A lot of these women were being reported by like local women's shelters, like the, yeah. the person that used to see them all the time was like they haven't shut up in a long time i'm concerned about them they go they make a report so on and so forth right but still most of them are not being reported missing okay this is like this is an even more dramatic spike than it seems on the excel spreadsheet okay yeah yeah. obviously now despite all this work that's been done there is a massive problem there are no bodies anywhere these people could have just moved on. Vancouver was up and coming at this time too, okay? So it was getting more expensive to live there. They were being, you know, sort of swept out with broom tips. Like, get out of here. We're trying to make this a nice place. They could have just, you know, left. Yeah, there's. Uh, that's always the excuse that uh, police use so they don't have to look for uh poor and indigenous and also uh sex workers so yeah sure i i I totally think it's a valid excuse if you don't feel like doing anything about it for sure sorry it bugs me it reminds me of fucking laura wells from when i did tests it reminds me of her getting just forgotten into nothing right it bugs me yeah no i totally i totally agree (laughs) and also in similar fashion not quite as bad because this is like the 1990s and not fucking 2017 uh they they had a missing persons division but it was a very flimsy missing persons division okay so they the police force decided this is the local police the coquitlam police (laughs) um they decided that they were not going to launch a full investigation because there wasn't enough evidence but they would assign one more man to the missing persons division yay yeah, like, ooh, good. Frank from the coffee room. He's going to help you out. I only work here because I worked at the Picton Farm for a day, but the guy who owns it tried to fuck me with a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the key to the whole thing the whole time, but no one asks him because they hate him. That's hilarious. <laughs> Because he's just Greg from the mailroom. Yeah, exactly. Nobody acknowledges Greg from the mailroom. Wouldn't that be fucking cool? Yeah. Nobody ever listens to me. I'm telling you, man. I saw that girl down on the Picton farm, but then I got fucked in the ass with that stupid pig dick. 
the pig dick story again, right, Greg? Well, how about you go get us a coffee, Greg? Yeah, extra large <laughs> latte, Greg. Jesus, the men are working over here. You should write a fucking short story where, like, they have been investigating this, like, cold case. Like, it's a serial killer or whatever. Like, they need the key. They need the fucking smoking gun. And it turns out that fucking Greg in the mailroom was the ticket the whole time. And nobody ever noticed Greg in the mailroom. You know? You should write a book. Hi, guys. A little bit tired today because I just got home from Ontario where Richard lives. Now, why was I in Ontario, you ask? Well, because you may recall in an episode past that I promised that someday I was going to groom Richard's butthole. And groom it, I finally did. Let me tell you how. I received my Performance Package 4.0 sent to me courtesy of Manscaped. You know, I don't have balls to thank me. So I thought, how could I use this to the best of my ability, considering how phenomenal all these products are? And I remembered that my buddy Richard has an untamed jungle of butt hair and other disgusting things. If you'd like to learn more about his disgusting things, please refer to his ad. Now, I went over there, I caught the first flight and I brought my Manscaped carry-on bag And let me tell you, this performance package, it comes with this little bag that perfectly fits all of my Manscaped products in it. And it's pretty and leather and it smells good and it's amazing. But what else did it come with? I will tell you, it came with their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which I trust with my life. You don't have to have unruly butt hair to use it. I just so happen to have unruly butt hair. And let me tell you, it is smooth as hell. Your flaps and folds, they're all safe. The Lawnmower 4.0 features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's also waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight for more precise shave. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, it is waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in delicate nose holes. You know, if I had to to breach the virginity of my nostrils, I am more than glad that it was done by a machine that genuinely cares about me. Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and their products are ethical. They're vegan and, and, and cruelty-free, and they smell fantastic. Has anyone ever said to you, I can smell your balls from here? Well, for the first time, it's gonna be a good thing. It also comes with the Crop Reviver Toner, which I'm not really sure what it does. I don't know if it's supposed to change the color of your balls or if it's supposed to make them have abs, but you know what? Richard's sending me updates day by day of his balls so that I can see how jacked they're getting or what color they're turning. Like, you know, dudes, okay? They will use their shampoo to wash everything. And their shampoo doesn't even have any features. It's basically just like a blank bottle that says shampoo for any and all concerns with dudes. And I don't know how they do that because I have like eight bottles of products for like all the different things that I need to do. But their bottle collection is going to grow once they discover Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, okay? Their balls are gonna look better than my face and I'm okay with it. It also came with the performance boxer briefs, which, you know, they're pretty damn comfy and soft and 
they have lots of room for snacks because I don't have anything to put in the in the pocket where your wiener is supposed to go. But you know what? That's okay if the Manscaped product isn't for me because I can I can use it as a Christmas present this year or something like that. I won't because I wore it. Not that I wouldn't do that. I would definitely do that. I don't want to let them go. They're just too comfortable. Now I'm digressing a little bit about the Manscaped package because I truly love all of the products that they've sent to me. The package also comes with an absolutely hilarious newspaper that describes the product. It also has fun little comics and things like that. And so you'll, you'll feel very mature with your smooth balls as you sit on your recliner with your whiskey and your pipe and you read the Manscaped Daily News. All this and more, if you want, can be yours if you go to manscaped.com and use code unethical20 at the checkout to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. And now's the time, all right? Birthdays are coming, Christmas is coming. Maybe you got a hot date. Maybe your marriage is in shambles and you need to improve yourself as a person, but you're not good at that. So instead just improve your balls and she'll be so mesmerized. She won't care that you're still a piece of shit. If you like me, are a piece of shit, you really need to head over to manscaped.com and use code unethical20 at the checkout for 20% off plus free shipping. And just remember with Manscaped, your balls will thank you. <laughs> don't drink, don't drink out of the pig titty. <laughs> How come there's no <laughs> such thing as pig milk? <laughs> There is obviously. What do you think they feed their babies? Oh, like for us, you mean? Yeah, yeah, in a, in a fucking <laughs> bag. So at the grocery store, maybe it just doesn't make very good cheese. Uh, I'm gonna ask that to Google later. Hey Google, why isn't there pig cheese? Anywho, so uh, the case was assigned, uh, or like the highest role in the hierarchy of the missing persons misfits uh, was Detective Ron Lapine. So we now have a Willie and a Peen in this story. Just keep up with me, okay? <laughs> Is it Lapine or Peen? It's Lapine. Even funnier, the Peen. The yeah. Peen. Oh, Ron the, the Peen. peen. Yeah, okay, here comes the Peen. Give it up top, Peen. <laughs> I just picture these, these detectives as a bunch of bros now. 100%. You know they are. <laughs> yeah. They're like, here the Peen is in the house. What yeah. up? let's come hurry up real quick before we hit this picking case do this uh, beer bomb right here get over here yeah oh, oh pee, no we have pee, a dick pee. in here too i think oh okay. we also have a cox hang on we have we have uh willie obviously we have ron lapine uh we have uh dave dixon and we also have bill his cox so there is just a whole lot of uh <laughs> dick references <laughs> Yeah, all the different uh, euphemisms for penis that you just said there make me think of different sizes. That's all I'm saying. Like the first one was a six and then the uh, Wilcox or what was it? Wilcox? His Cox. His Cox. Ooh, that's bigger. I thought it was Wilcox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his Cox is like, actually it's small because a guy would go like your cock small because that's what we would do. His cock. His cock is small. Uh, so it's like eight. Yeah, eight. <laughs> anyway sorry <laughs> i figured i could bring it around to the numbers i don't know <laughs> you know lapine has the biggest one for sure oh, all right for sure it's french it's foreign it's like uh 
it's it's the one that's that has the accent you know it's a lapine how's it going he's got the accent your wife is french how do you say huge bush in french uh what's bush what's big what's huge go go yeah like huge bush yeah bush grande (laughs) el grande Um, bushki yeah (laughs) grande el busho anyway yeah um okay so detective ron lapine he began his investigation by searching for offenders in the area with a history of violence against or murdering prostitutes. So uh, one day, a staff member by the name of Bill Hiscox got in touch with uh, um, our John with a heart of gold, Wayne Lang, to tell him about Wayne a Lang. Farmer. How could you missed out on Wayne Lang? He's Wang, Wang. He's basically Wang. <laughs> okay, that's pretty similar to Wang. Okay, fine. I'll give that to you. <laughs> I'm just seeing dicks and everything now. Literally everywhere, dicks all over the place. <laughs> Fucking dicks everywhere. Oh god, it's the number twenty three, but I'm just drawing dicks everywhere. I Anyways. don't know. Willie's a dick magnet. This is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so. He gets in contact with Wayne to tell him about a pig farmer that's like super fucking weird and that he had noticed that a lot of the women who come around kind of just disappear. So uh, a friend of this staff member, Bill Hiscox, uh, her name was Lisa Yelds. I don't know if you can do anything with that. She yelds from his cocks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Sure. So uh, she had told him that she would find clothing items and wallets and things scattered around the property and then Willie would just collect them and burn them. So the police followed up with uh, Lisa about her statements what she said to Bill but she denied that she had ever seen anything suspicious on the farm or had said any of this stuff to Bill. So getting a search warrant was impossible. Uh, if you ever watch uh, The Pig Farm, it's a documentary, uh, they interview Lisa and she's like, I don't know, like, I just liked her. She's the kind of woman you just want to like sit down and have a beer with and just like listen to the things that she's been through. She's just, I don't know, magnetic. Okay, I've never seen this, but this is obviously the documentary or whatever is made way after everything that happens, right? So does she admit that she saw weird shit now that the whole thing? No, no, she was like, I didn't want to talk to the cops. I hate cops for starters. This is a First Nations woman. Of course, you hate cops. Um, And like for like you have all the reason in the world. I'm not saying like, of course, you hate cops. Like, yeah, totally. I I get it. Um, And uh, she was like cops do this thing where they take something that you said and they twist it into something that you never even said and this and that but she still denies that she said any of these things or saw anything i think i think i did see that I, now that you say that line i think that's been in something else where yeah i think i've seen this lady um somewhere heard it somewhere but yeah no that's interesting okay so the cops just kind of made that up i guess or, or denied from another guy that said it i guess no uh okay my money's on this is a weirdly accurate thing yeah 
you know, for somebody said something, I don't know. Somebody, somebody saw it. Somebody, it happened. Okay. Um, so detective Lapine checked his list of suspects and sure enough, Willie Picton's name comes up because of the attempted kidnapping and murder of Stitch. But because there's no statement, it's just a secondhand retelling of a farmer that's kind of a weirdo. And also he ran that super sick club. Willie was put on the list of potential suspects, but he was not given any status. It was a very long list. So uh, the police would pay regular visits to his farm in relation to the investigation, but they never had any authority to search it, obviously. And Willie was just never there when they came knocking. Which doesn't mean he wasn't there. It just means that whoever was staffing at the gate told him he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have lots of money. That's you. You have gatekeepers, right? Totally. Yeah, and he definitely did. Yeah. Well, no, you... Yeah, honestly, uh, this is very normal. It's not a strange thing at all. Of course, you're going to tell the cops to fuck off. You're killing people. (laughs) But even if you weren't, you wanted to work. Cops come here with a fucking... Like, even if they, it wasn't anything nefarious, fuck you, cops, go home. What are you here for? Yeah, well, especially in that kind of climate, too. Fuck yeah. you, cops, right? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of the staff members are either current or previous addicts, too. So they yeah. they would literally just tell a cop to go fuck himself, no problem. Yeah. So in 1999, a new staff member came on board at the farm, and his name was, ah, Andy Bellwood. We've got wood. <laughs> and it's very beautiful. Bell in French is, be- is beautiful. Beautiful wood. <laughs> Andy, good looking dick. And he had been sent to the farm straight out of rehab by a friend of a woman named Gina Houston, which is very close to Gina. So, Vagina Houston. It was Gina Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Gina Houston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why are we like this? Um, Gina was a crack addict, but she put herself, she marketed herself as a crack whore. But she was so good at the game that she always managed to get the rock without having to put out. She's oh, really good at this shit, okay? Yeah, you know what? I've always had to put out every time I get my crack. I don't know what she's doing. What's your secret, Gina? You know what? This was, be- she could have taught like a self-help class. She could have had her own podcast about how to get the rock without <laughs> touching the cock, okay? How awesome if, if we could find one meth head that has like the work ethic of a not meth head and just get them to do meth and do a podcast. I'd listen to that. All the crazy shit that would come out of that (laughs) podcast. I'd listen to that. It'd be fucking probably, it would be mean to listen to probably because you'd feel bad after a while. But I mean, we exploit a lot of people for someone straight up on meth. Yeah. A couple people, like a bunch of meth heads, them talking about how Jesus is coming back and everyone's stupid for living in their houses. They might as well just be here doing crack with us because it's going to be funner. I don't know anything about meth heads. All I know about meth heads is what I've learned from Breaking Bad. And I just think about like the scene where like fucking uh, Jesse Pinkman like starts digging in the yard. And the meth head's like, what are you digging for? And he's like, you know what I'm digging for? And he's like, how deep is it? <laughs> like, like no questions asked. Just And he gives gives him the shovel, just says dig. Yeah, exactly. He's like, can you dig for a second? He's like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, if you just talk into this microphone and post these video or these uh, things on this uh, anchor feed for the next uh, six months, you might have some crack at the end of that. So give her, boys. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be called unmethical. Anyway. Yeah. Um... <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Just <laughs> methical, just methical, fully methical. 
being mythical, <laughs> which is because like fully method and also ah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Fully mythical. All right. We're coming up. Uh, hooker sponsor program. Fully mythical. All right. These are genius ideas. I hope you're writing these the fuck down. We don't have to. We're recording them. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. So uh, Gina with magic vagina, she put her set of skills to work to get money and drugs from the rich roughneck Willie. In fact, Willie was actually head over heels in love with this woman. Okay. He wanted to marry her so fucking bad. He proposed to her. She's like not even slightly interested and not nice about it either. Apparently when he whipped out the ring, she's like, what the fuck do I need a ring for? Yeah. She's, she's the only person in his life that probably said no to him. And that's what he desired is, uh, something like that you know she, he wanted she he, he was a rich guy with fucking crackheads around him who didn't do crack so he just gave up crack and they would always just say yeah 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 she was going no and he'd be like i like you you're the different one you know maybe but that's it's a cliche it's you know it's this not cli- it's there's a reason cliches exist though like it's a real thing like you want what you can't have yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's a little cliche. It's like that horrible teen movie. You know, the celebrity gets stranded in a small town and the one girl in the town that is interested in him, it's like, that's that's who he, he needs to save the day and, and then they fall in love. It's a cliche. I mean, this is obviously like a far, la- like... <laughs> if you just would have married him, Gina, <laughs> it's all he needed to not murder 49 women. <laughs> uh, yeah, she could have she could have saved the day. That's all I'm saying. Although this actually probably isn't the case, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I think Gina was she would sort of round up women and bring them to the farm. I think that's was kind of her role. Yeah, that's uh, how you, that's how you do the game. Oh my god, that's how her fucking game was. It was like I won't suck your dick, but I'll bring you another girl to suck your dick, and you can like do whatever you want with them. Yeah, so she's kind of like a like a pimp, like a murder pimp. Yeah, it's weird. That's. I wonder if that's ever been done. There's got to be someone who is rounding up someone for another oh, crazy yeah. uh-huh. uncle. Like, you know, like, oh, my uncle, I know he's a serial killer and he can't stop. But he's a good guy. He's a good guy. So I just bring him a guy, a girl every year on the 13th of May. <laughs> well, that was the whole Carlo Mocha Paul Bernardo thing is yeah, Carlo was the true. one who set the Medis and got the girls home. Yeah, that's true. You know, so kind of. So, yeah, it's so a Canadian was... thing. It's a Canadian classic. It's a, it's a Canadian classic. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So that was their thing. I guess. Um, or I speculate. She's obviously not in prison or anything, so who the fuck knows? But I speculate that this is how she kept her drug habit. Canadian girls. They're so nice, they'll find you girls to murder. I'm making a meme. <laughs> making a meme. Uh, okay, so, 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 so. Yeah, so she wasn't even nice to him. He would dote on her. He, uh, She had, like, kids. I don't know how many kids. I assume a bunch, but that's probably just, like, you know, prejudiced. Uh, he would buy them toys, especially pigs, because um, he was very fond of pigs. And you know, he was his good old Uncle Willie. Uh, he had these kids around too. Like how? Uh, I don't want to know. He like spent time alone with these kids. I don't want. I don't want. Like weird Uncle Willie. Like, there's so much bad shit going on there that like who knows what those kids were exposed to then? They like, really liked him. They loved yeah. Uncle Willie. 
Yeah, I bet. It's really funny when you rip off a pig's dick to a child because they don't understand that it's really psychopathic. But like, of course, they liked Uncle Willie. He was doing some weird fucking shit that they don't know is fucking weird. Like one of her kids was 13. So like old okay. enough, Older, you know, for sure. Old enough to sort of have the sense of these things. And they although maybe they were psycho, too. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Plus they had money, though. Like kids yeah. do like that. They're various kids are selfish as fuck. They don't uh, have any type of like it's about them but they don't have any self-awareness yet to understand there's other people you know kids are just kids oh yeah you know like when uncle willie was babysitting he would get one of his his crack minions to drive him out for ice cream you know uncle willie never said no oh for sure yeah for sure what do you want kids want a fresh pork chop like so fucking fresh i'll cut it off for you right now yeah oof fresh bacon oh very oh actually that sounds kind of good anyway um so Gina brought in an extra set of hands to the farm. This was a woman named Lynn Ellingson, and she took on the role of kind of a receptionist. She would like take orders for me, answer the phone, fax, you know, that kind of shit, um, and smoke crack. So he started offering uh, room, like in the trailer room, and money for odd jobs to these down and out types like Andy and Lynn and Gina would be the one who sort of brought them in. Um, It was never a lot of money. It was always just enough money to keep them in need, but on board. So uh, one evening, Willie goes to visit Andy in the trailer. Willie proposes to Andy that they go get a prostitute together. And Andy was like, nah, I don't want to do that. Um, there was actually some interviews with Andy because my gut reaction would be like, fuck off. No, you didn't. You would have been like, hell fucking yeah. Get some pussy. But no. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, having having watched the interviews with him and stuff, I think, like I genuinely think he, think he said no. He seems like very socially awkward and shy and reserved. Yeah, not not hookers aren't for everyone. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm I'm down with anybody who wants to fuck a hooker. Give her. Do do you? But uh, there's got to be people in Willie's life that weren't wanting to fuck them. But yeah, so yeah. he was one of them. Yeah. Uh. So Willie continues to push the issue, and he keeps saying no. And then finally, Willie gets a little upset, and he says, "You know what I do with hookers." And so then he stands up from the corner of this bed that he's sitting on and he pulls out from under the bed three items. He pulls out a belt, some wire, and a pair of handcuffs. And so then he proceeds to act out with no words, grabbing a woman from behind, like grabbing her arm from in front of her, like think like doggy style, okay? He's like stroking her hair. He reaches over, grabs her arm, pulls it back, slaps a handcuff on it. And he's acting this out in front of him, okay? Brings the other arm, handcuffs her, wraps the belt around her neck, pulls it tight. That's creepy. It's like uh, he's showing him his ritual. It's, yeah. it's so, like, that's so unheard of. It's such a personal thing for a serial killer. Most times they don't expose that shit until, and it's usually the serial killer telling them, you know, telling the cops. So it's hard to even believe what half what they're saying is probably sensationalized a bit, but you're telling your friend this. So it's, it's actually a really weird view into a serial killer's ritual 
it's weird it's interesting yeah and he's telling them him this obviously in the room where it happens the items are under the mattress that's this is where he does it and he would he was so into it that he would be talking as though he was talking to a victim he was talking to this empty space that you know in his imagination housed a woman uh about how like it'll be over soon it's okay like things like that and it was creepy um lisa actually said once that willie was so far away from anything that was fantasy he didn't watch tv he didn't read his family's obviously never told him fairy tales he had been so disconnected from anything that was fantasy in his whole life that anything fantasy he it felt real to him like the act of watching tv he was so engrossed in it it was like he was standing there in the middle of the show for most serial killers from what i understand like bundy talked about it uh i think even fucking btk talked about it because that guy was full of fucking self he talked about a lot of shit but like how you get into a weird trance mode when you're about to go into your uh ritual so i imagine he went into like a mini trance and just he, once he started like doing the action, it just, he couldn't stop. It was just, that was what he was doing. That's why he whispered. That's why he did the whole thing in front of him. He just, he had to complete the ritual and there's no girl to do it. Oh, it's so creepy. It's so yeah. weird. I never heard this part of, I never heard this before about him. There's a lot of weird things about Willie Picton, uh, but this is an interesting one because they don't reveal it too much. They don't reveal it to, he's so dumb though. He's, that's probably half of it. He's just a fucking idiot yeah well he's uh andy is the one who told who said this happened they actually took andy into the trailer uh on his property and had him sort of reenact the conversation in the room where it happened yeah so he was able to describe and visualize it very well in like a very creepy way too like it was very um unsettling was it like you've fuck i should have watched that but you i feel like did you look at him and go like was he there? Did he see something? Like, was it that detailed where he had like, did he watch it happen? Like, there's only so much you can. But he just remember. acted like he didn't actually see it happen, but it was something yeah. he just acted out. Like he just sort of bla- like blanked out the woman in it, but described yeah. it how it happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know for sure. I don't think these people can't implicate themselves. So it's so hard to say, yeah. but my gut instinct is no he didn't look he didn't look haunted there's another woman in this story that tells and she saw and she looked haunted you could see it on her face he looked a little guilty but not haunted yeah i think like being haunted and this is going to sound rude but i think being haunted is for people that are smart or are at least smart enough to understand they should be haunted um Maybe this guy's just so fucking stupid that watching that happen was normal and okay because fucking Willie did it. Now when he realized it's not okay anymore, I am, he showed me the exact motions. I don't know. I'm just, I, I haven't watched it. So I have no uh, view on his face. It's just like, is that, could, could that be a thing? Like where, I don't know. If you don't understand, you should be haunted. Would you be haunted? I don't think he was terribly bright. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think he was like, an invalid or anything i just he wasn't terribly bright but um i don't actually think that the woman 
was terribly bright either. She didn't strike me as someone who was very. Yeah, I guess you could be haunted. I was just like, because kids understand fucking murder and stuff like that. And kids are still underdeveloped, right? Like, then I'm like, oh, they're kid smart, but they're still dumb because they don't have all of it up there. Like, you could have. Yeah, I guess you'd be haunted. I, I can't say that. I can't. I can't take it away from dumb people. They definitely there's certain basic emotions we all have, whether it doesn't matter how fucking complicated. Well, we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how he reacted. Okay, let's see. Uh so okay, so uh once he stopped the acting out aspect of it, he sat back down and he said, You wouldn't believe how much people bleed. I take them out to the barn after, hang them up, and gut them. So this was willie's attempt at recruiting andy into helping him so andy obviously didn't give him the response that he wanted and so uh a few days later uh, a couple of men who worked for willie found andy doing some odd jobs on the property they took him to the trailer and they gave him a severe beating and while they were doing this they were accusing him of stealing property from the farm and Andy just kept denying this. He he didn't steal anything. He was like, I didn't, I didn't steal anything. What are you talking about? I never stole anything. Um, and that didn't change. So they eventually left him there. He was beaten, but overall, like he was fine. So uh he said he this was just something that they did to scare him. This is just something that they did to be like, this is what's gonna happen if you talk, kind of thing. Yeah. But um Personally, I think they did it to see if he would crack if he was ever asked about it. Yeah. I, like, I, I, no, maybe it was more of like he actually did see something and they actually did put the fucking fear of God into him. Like, why would you beat them to crack, to test whether he'd say something about an action move that he made? You know what I mean? Like, my, the reason that I think that is because they were accusing him of stealing the whole time and he denied it. No matter how hard they kept beating him, he kept saying he didn't steal it. So that's why I think if they're coming in, they're going to accuse him of something he didn't do. And then he met, he stays. I understand. understand. Right. That's just what I think. Instead of the conformity thing, right? Like just conforming because you're in, in, in duress. uh, Does that mean you're going to go tell the cops Willie did something, whether you saw him do something or not. If you're under duress in the police station, like, yeah. Okay. I I, I see that. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm on board. I, I, yeah i'm with you yeah so um the other thing about andy is obviously andy is an addict he's being given money he's being given drugs uh willie's smart enough to know that he is implicated in a whole lot of very illegal shit at the farm as it is so i think he knew that um it's not going to be worth it to andy to think on him you know but then again if the cops decide to get a little handsy maybe he might yeah so uh andy actually ended up leaving the next day he said you know i don't i don't know if he's actually a killer i don't know if this was just something that he was doing to try to look tough but i figured if he was a killer he would be caught because people who kill people get caught and so until he's caught i won't believe that he's a killer huh so he took the like if he is guilty, I will agree, but I don't agree because they never he's no one's ever caught him. Yeah. I don't interesting. It just sounds kind of like the bystander thing, right? Too like we're we're yes. touching a lot of the he's basically being like, I would tell, but someone else will. So don't worry well, about it. Well, this is consistent, right? I mean, Bill spoke out 
right? And I don't know yeah. Bill's situation. He was never described as someone who's brought in like as an addict. I think he was actually there because he served a real purpose, not because he was an addict. He actually had a, a skill that no one else had. Like he was okay. trained to do something useful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, you know, made the tip and then Lisa denied it. And now Andy is avoiding it, not reporting it. So there's a lot of this coming out of the farm. They all have something to hide. So uh, unfortunately, more victims paid for Andy's silence. And, uh, you know, the police have said if he had reported even that, that would have been enough for the search warrant. Yeah. They didn't say anything. Yeah, but Left. I mean, like, the police are definitely going to look for a way for them not to look like it took them five or six years to find Will Picton either. So even more than that, I'm sure. So if they go like, well, if he would have said it, we would have got him. Like, I get that response too. It's easy for, it's the same thing as the like, well, they don't have a home address. There's no bodies. They must've just moved, you know? Kind of. I mean, uh, yeah, it was being investigated, but kind of half-ass. I mean, it's not like this is fucking New York City, all right? This is fucking Coquitlam. This is yeah. not like a super fucking high crime kind of area. The police are not worn, raggedy, fucking thin, like. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe they would have gotten a arrest warrant. Maybe that's true. But that's all, like, uh, hindsight 50-50 bullshit. And that's nice to say afterwards to make yourself feel better about it. But you still fucked up, bro. That's you know? true, but it's also true that they wouldn't, they couldn't get a search warrant. That is not untrue. They couldn't. Yeah. They had, they could not do it. Well, you could if you probably walked around the place a little bit or something, right? Like, my point is, that's not the only reason you couldn't, you couldn't get it for a lot of reasons because you didn't find any evidence either. You couldn't get it because of that. How come you didn't find yeah. any evidence? You know, there's a lot of reasons, not just because the one guy didn't say one thing. Like, well, they can't legally go on the farm, right? Somebody says, fuck off. They can't go. I get that, but you can follow him to the sex worker area and watch him pick up a sex worker and wonder when she leaves, you can pick her up and say, you want to ride home? And then ask her a bunch of questions. Yeah. And in context, you know, yes, hindsight, right? Uh, yeah. The list of suspects was 100 people long. Oh, so, I, I mean, didn't know that. Yes, it was. There was a lot of people. They actually, you know, they had just as many tips about just as many shitty dudes. Okay, this is well, just one that. shitty dude in the bunch. I'll give them more credit then because 100 people is a lot to people to go through to vet, especially like yeah no okay sorry that's my fault uh coquitlam police department if that guy just would have said something eh yeah no i honestly i the whole time i was doing this i was like how the fuck dude you had all these tips you had all these blah, blah. but the fact is yes this is because that's this is the guy this is the tips we read about the fact is they had hundreds of tips about hundreds of guys yeah, so yeah. Yeah, and they no, had nothing sense. they don't have what we have now right that makes sense for sure for sure i was in the same boat same thing i had yeah rethink my whole position on this before before this was finished so um okay so so the next uh not the next day a little while later uh willie took the same proposal to lynn ellingson and the conversation did not get very far she agreed to go pick up a hooker right away she was like hell yeah let's go get a fucking hooker um why she did this i don't know maybe she just wanted a little more money you know? I was going to say it's money or drug related, I'm sure, but yeah. Yeah. So he may have promised her money. She may have just assumed, I don't know, either way, uh, having Lynn there put the hooker at ease, of course. right? The hooker was like, well, are you going back with this guy? And she's like, yeah, I live there. I'm oh. sorry. I'm going. <laughs> and, uh, so the hooker was like, okay, got some crack. 
yeah, people would feel more comfortable with a woman around, especially a sex worker. Uh, but people also got into Ed Kemper's car. You know what I mean? So like adding a woman to the factor of that, it makes it a way easier too. So, ah, Eddie Kemper. Yeah. Love him. Fucking love that guy. Actually, you know what? I don't love that guy. I love the guy who played him on Mindhunter and now I love Ed Kemper. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who played him on <laughs> Mindhunter was phenomenal. Oh, All yes. the, every, anybody they got to play like a different, like a, a known serial killer, like even the Charlie Son Manson. of Sam was really Son good. Of, Charlie, sure. yeah, Charlie Manson. They were all yeah. good. Yeah. They were all really good, but Ed Camper was my favorite. Big Ed. Fucking loved him. Yeah, the, he was really same... good in Umbrella Academy, too. Oh, yes, he was. Uh, the guy who's uh, who played Charlie Manson in that actually was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, too. It's the same guy. It's the same fucking Charles Manson. Really? He plays Charles Manson in Mindhunter and really? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, 100%. But, he's, but he hasn't aged. They looks- they were they're done within each other like within two years of each other those things god time is weird i feel like that came out fucking forever ago yeah once upon a time is like 2019 2018 that's so weird oh yeah. man i i would have thought like probably five years it feels so long ago yeah uh or more anyway doesn't matter but that's cool good yeah. for him he's made a career out of playing charles yeah, manson that's what i mean he's like the, the charles manson fucking <laughs> guy now you just go to him i'll play charlie anywhere you want me to play charlie you want me to come give me the map you want me to come give me the map to you i can do that no problem five hundred dollars hundred bucks uh okay so they get back to the farm uh they do some fucking crack they do some fucking meth probably some other shit they just put lots of shit in their blood and uh the hooker and Willie go into the back bedroom and Lynn goes into her room. So Lynn comes out a little while later. And here's the thing. Um, Lynn heard nothing during this time. My assumption is that she had some good old heroin in her veins and she was fucking KO. That is what I assume. So Lynn comes out a little while later and notices it is oddly quiet in this trailer for two people banging in it. She goes and looks in the bedroom and they're not in there. So she's looking around Uh, again. I'm speculating here. I assume she's doing this because Willie holds the drugs and she wants another hit. Right. That's the only reason I can think of that. She would actually look because like he's a grown ass man. Who the hell cares where he went? Uh, So she looks at the window and she sees that the light is on in the barn. And that is the place where Willie butchers the pigs. So she heads out to the barn again. Why would you go out to the barn? She's probably looking for another hit. She reaches a door. She opens it. And she sees a woman hanging from the ceiling. Bleeding. Just. The way that they butcher the animals is they hang them up from a hook by their hoof. Okay. So this woman is hung upside down by her feet. Okay, she's being drained. It's it's what he knows, man. It's what he knows. He's going to go to what he knows. That is exactly, exactly right. So she, I don't know, freaks out. I have no idea. Willie sees that she's there. Willie tells her, if you tell anyone anything, you're going to be up there next. Lynn's like, I don't give a fuck what you do, man. Like, I just want to keep my job so that I have drug money. Dude oh my god are you serious she like continued working with them after that shit she yeah. didn't like try to escape or anything jesus fuck yeah. you know what i like about this story though celeste 
it's a good old fashioned it's it's back to a, a simpler time and we've we've been craving this time you and i for a while now we, I, we've actually had many conversations about this time back to a, a good old time when people just used to do meth you know this harbors me back to the good whatever old day. happened to just smoking <laughs> meth exactly and these people are doing good old-fashioned meth and this is the trouble they get up to i don't like it i don't like it one bit but i like the story because of it you know <laughs> what are you gonna do i think the problem is now there's all this fentanyl out there on the street and these people are just dying really quick before they can get up to all this stuff like yeah. you know having a having a, a uh, an army of people who come to you for drug money for fentanyl that's not an army dude they're all going to be dead in a couple of months that thing's got a 50 50 shot of killing you every time you do it and that's... even if you do do it you look like a human sloth so uh it's not a fun army to even have even if they do all survive yeah. like yeah. attack uh, meth was yay. better yeah meth is the superior drug for for raising an army or for people you want to murder <laughs> yes that too that too um all right so meanwhile the missing women were garnering massive public attention by this time the police continue to hop up on the microphone at the press conferences they're telling them i'm taking it seriously i promise i'm taking it so fucking seriously but there's no evidence and there's no bodies and they're probably just like they went off they went to their hometown to fall in love with the the, the man that got away uh, but we're taking it so fucking seriously um but the only one who's taking it seriously was lapine lapine is desperate for information lapine is out there he's putting boots to concrete all right he's grinding he gets a report from a friend of lynn ellingson thank fucking god okay okay god thank god lapine the machine damn Getting- straight it cleaned by Lynn. Lapine, the cleaning machine. So, uh, yeah, so this friend of Lynn. Oh, friend of Lynn. Okay, sorry. I not Lynn. Lynn. Not Lynn herself. Of course it's not Lynn herself. This friend of Lynn. More secondhand fucking bullshit. God damn it fuckery. He comes and he tells the police what Lynn had told him she had seen. Unfortunately, This man is a chronic drug abuser with zero credibility. None. No credibility. They bring him in for a fucking conversation and he didn't know his ass from the fucking camera. He was just, God damn it, this fucking shit. Anyway, (laughs) meth heads make the worst witnesses. This sucks. Yeah, well, it's a hell of a drug. It's, it is, all right? I'm, I'm understanding for the first time in my life why they say that. It is a, it's a hell of a drug. Damn it. Okay, so anyway, so Lapine was like, this is good enough. This is fine. Issue me a fucking warrant, you assholes. The SMP was like, nah. Yeah, they would. So Lapine was like, okay, I know where she is. I'm going right to the source. I'm tracking down Lynn. I'm going to talk to Lynn. Lynn's a nice girl. She's going to tell me what's going on. They bring in Lynn from the farm. Lynn was like, he's fucking lying. He always does this shit. This guy, this fucking guy. It's just up to this shit again. I told him that so he'd give me crack. <laughs> like, that's what I, do. I, should, 
I told him that so he'd give me crack. I exchanged stories for crack. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so she's going on. He's lying. But no one had actually told her why she was there. So she just started spouting about how her friend's a fucking liar. During the conversation between her and the interrogating officer, I don't have his name written down here, but it'll come up later. I'm not going to go find it. Uh, He's trying to sort of shame Lynn into talking, into telling the truth by describing the kinds of things that he had seen of autopsies of eviscerated murder victims. None of these were willies, obviously. But he's telling her, you seem like a real nice girl. You would never let this happen to somebody else. And she makes a comment during this line of, 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 of chit-chat about how yellow and gross eviscerated corpses are. Mm. which is obviously information that somebody who'd never seen an eviscerated human corpse should have human fat is yellow very yellow and there is often a lot of it even when there doesn't seem like there's a lot of it yeah i'd have a lot of it oh my god so much so much i'm like a simpsons character around here dude dude (laughs) so so she slipped up in inter- interrogation just like with the information she should not have. Okay. Twice. Two times. Two times she did this. Oh, God. Okay. He was like, let's get this cleared up. Okay. Consent to a polygraph. We'll give you a polygraph. It's all good. Get you out of here. All right. Go back to smoking crack. She was like, no, sir. She walked away without actually giving them useful information, usable information, actual a statement, something with her name on it. Again, if she told the truth, even if she'd consented to the fucking polygraph and failed it, that would be grounds for a search warrant. But no, no, no. Is that really a grounds for a search warrant of failed yes, polygraph? Yes, it would have been. Interesting. And they won't take the one crackhead, but they'll take that crackhead? You know, like for uh, the RCMP, will let them have a search warrant? Because- yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his credibility issue. Okay, it's a secondhand retelling. Bill yeah, Hiscock so. secondhand retelling also wasn't enough for a search warrant. Yeah, yeah. So it's just unless the person who said it in the first place, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, okay. And it's it's just like, yeah, it seems like there's more opportunity to find this guy than they it just sucks, man. The oh, man. the 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 drug and sex work communities so stigmatized it's hard to and and there's a reason for it it's not like there's no reason to have stigma in these communities there there's a lot of crazy shady shit going on down in those areas of the world but i mean it can't be everyone you have to fucking oh god it's hard i get it it's hard and you know what we're talking about gina obviously isn't a very nice person lynn is also not a very nice fucking person okay she leaves Okay, 11 lives could have been saved if Andy or Lynn had fucking told the truth. Instead, even though she didn't even work at the farm anymore, she did leave the farm after this, I assume because she was worried about getting killed. uh, She would regularly call up Willie and blackmail him with the information to get more money for drugs. She was exploiting these victims for crack money. Yeah. And that's why it's hard to not stigmatize these fucking crackheads, right? Like, fuck you, you dumb bitch. Just help. Do something helpful. Can the cops, you know, cops are allowed to lie to perps, like when they're interrogating. Could you, could you even be like, we'll give you a little bit of crack if you tell us what Willie did. Or would that be like, 
changing like in making her lie or whatever that's i think you can lie but you can't commit a crime but you're not going to give her crack you could just lie and tell her you're going to give her crack and she'll go okay and then just tell and then i'm not giving you crack i'm a cop are you stupid maybe they did i have no idea i don't know if it would have worked why who cares who the fuck cares the police are going to give you a little bit of crack willie's giving you all the fucking crack you Uh, want that's true yeah crack buffet he's a fucking cracked fountain of youth a crack a fountain of crack he is a fountain of crack <laughs> he's a fountain of crack yeah. uh, who cares all right i don't care about your little dime bag hiding in your yeah, yeah. blue slacks all right That's i'm true. gonna go home to the pig farm I'm gonna get that primo shit and some heroin all right it's true so the officer who had interviewed lynn his name was corporal frank henley he asked to be allowed to go visit the picton farm so he's He's he doesn't have anything to do with this case. He's not in missing persons. He's a homicide detective. Obviously, this is no longer of interest to the homicide division because she was like, it didn't happen. But they were like, okay, sure. He obviously couldn't get what she had said about people being yellow inside out of his head, right? So he went and he he saw Willie. He literally saw him standing on the other side of the fence. So Willie couldn't be like, I'm not home right now, leave a message. He was right fucking there. So Willie's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? What's going on? Super like cool as a cucumber. Happy to see Frank. Frank's like, I got to talk to you about like this. You know, people are spreading some rumors that you're hanging up women and cutting them open and stuff. What's what's going on? What's up? What's that about, dude? And so he was like, you know, I have a lot of money. People like to take advantage of my kindness if I cut them off. They get upset. And then it just, just like very, very well planned out, perfectly reasonable bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and so Frank's like, well, you know, you come down, take a polygraph, clear this right up. Super simple. And he's like, yeah, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Maybe one day, you know, I'm busy here. Pigs don't slaughter themselves, you know? Yeah. So uh, the conversation is over. Frank says, Willie shakes his hand. And he describes the handshake as the sweatiest, limpest, grossest handshake he has ever experienced, which is probably exactly how his first victim described his dick. And Frank was sure <laughs> this is this is the guy, man. Do you think he went home driving home and he's like, fuck, this hand smells. God damn it. <laughs> he probably just smelled just from being in the vicinity. He probably just fucking reeked. He got home and his wife was like, Get the hose. You're not coming in this house. You, yeah, exactly. you sleep on the porch. Did you touch a Picton boy? No. <laughs> <laughs> you smell like you've been hanging out with the Pictons. That was probably a thing, right? People come home yeah. after a hard day of work. <laughs> smell like you've been hanging out with the Pictons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet you it was. I bet you it was too. And I bet you it is now. I bet you it's like, <laughs> you, you smell like a, you smell like Willie Bacon's farm after 14 whores have died. <laughs> Go take a shower, boy. It's very animated. I don't think they talk like that in BC. I really don't. I know. <laughs> fuck you, BC. If you don't like it, BC, fuck you. How's that? <laughs> These hills have wives. Yeah. Okay, so after this, Willie was actually put under surveillance, which they were able to do because he was on the list of suspects. Also because like, I think he had some like rights that were null because of the almost killing a hooker thing i don't know the technicality of it but either way he was put under surveillance good so willie was actually witnessed by a police officer uh with a young woman in his truck 
and they're like well fuck like we're gonna blow our cover but we can't just let him take her home like so they blow their cover they go and they check on her for her well-being turns out it's gina houston's daughter getting a ride to see her mom so they blow their fucking wad <sighs> way too early they did all over the place good night for the surveillance on that one i guess yeah so anyway oh, that, that led nowhere absolutely nowhere but shortly after this willie shows up at the rcmp office and he wants to follow up on all the visits all the times he hasn't been home when they come a knocking and he brings gina houston with him because she's like you know master of fucking manipulation or some shit uh so he's interviewed he cooperates uh and he goes you know you guys can come and take a look around go ahead come take a look just give us a call first because we want to make sure all the machines off all the machines are off because it's a safety thing we don't want you guys to get hurt yeah the, the good old the good the good meat meat grinders they'll they'll suck you right in they'll, <laughs> they'll suck you right in you you can't uh only a picton man can actually walk past those they're haunted you know <laughs> <laughs> haunted by the ghosts of 600 roasted pigs and 49 women did i say the second part i didn't mean that <laughs> 40, they're haunted you know <laughs> oh fuck you're funny you're funny yeah okay um so uh they did actually like go and look around a couple times as much as they possibly could and there's nothing eh, whatever so just pig shit everywhere pig shit and probably needles if you're not familiar with like that industry or anything of that industry, you wouldn't know what was out of place to begin with, especially when it's just like a flesh you're looking for. You know what I mean? You're looking for a human arm. Okay, sure. It's not like they're going to keep it with a wristwatch. They might make it look like a fucking nub or something. You know what I mean? Like, what do you know about meat? What do you know looks out of place? Like, I'm serious. The fucking cops. What do you know about a meat plant? Nothing. So they could just put a bucket of someone's fucking pieces somewhere and you wouldn't know the difference. Just because you eat bacon doesn't mean you know pigs. <laughs> Shout out Shannon Wisdan, you asshole. <laughs> okay. Okay, so finally, in 2001, a joint task force is established to look into all of the missing persons files. The fine tooth comb. Okay, they're going to try and find some of these missing women. And most importantly, they're going to reduce the list of suspects. They're going to get some names off that fucking insanely long list. Okay. This is essential. Yeah, it would be. I would imagine. Unfortunately, all that ended up happening from this was they found a dozen people who were missing and not on the list that should have been. And they added a new suspect, the Green River Killer, Mr. Gary Ridgway. Yeah. uh, Which is fair. (laughs) Like. Ridgeway was probably just caught around this time. Yeah, 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 he was. And it was very possible that he could have been just hopping the border and, you know, doing his business up here. For sure. And and vice versa, really. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So Ridgeway was just caught. So yeah, uh, that they probably didn't <laughs> they probably didn't want to, but they had to, you know? Like, fuck, now we have Ridgeway involved in this shit. Yeah, it's just they're totally ill-equipped to handle this although i the joint task force this was the local police and also the rcmp right yeah. so it's but even so it's like what the fuck, the fuck do we do with this now it's always i always imagine 
RCMP just rolling up in horses. I don't care. I know it's not real, but it's always that. So like whenever I have the RCMP, they're in their stupid Mountie outfit and they roll up on a horse and they go talk to someone and solve crimes better. But I know they're just like normal cops. That'd be just so for cool. people. It would Man. be better. Living in the city, they were always just like the cops, the police, whatever. Yeah. And I moved out to small town, you know, Alberta, someplace. And then they were like, oh yeah, you just like, somebody's getting rowdy or somebody shows up on like all kinds of drugs because there was so many fucking drugs there people showed up like just off their face all the time total hazard uh you just call the rcmp and the first time they're like you call the rcmp i'm like oh mounties <laughs> like they're gonna I... show up on horses it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be yeah. so cool and then they, they do show up and it's just like a woman and a tight bun and tight buns yeah her buns were tight but her hair was like pulled back in like this tight bun and uh, i don't know why i remember that but i just remember like it just wasn't cool it was super underwhelming and i was like well okay i guess so yeah so sorry i kind of interrupted with the rcmp thing just because i uh, every time we anybody says rcmp i always still just think mounties but it's not like that and i want people to understand that it's actually fucking they're just cops it's like we wish it was just as much as you do yeah, they're basically our FBI, honestly. They're our FBI or like national police, you know? Um, I gotta stop drinking pop while we record. I'm like a fucking, I need all the caffeine in the world. So much caffeine. <laughs> I'm addicted to coffee, so I'm the same way. I drink coffee like nobody's business. My dad's a full-on addict coffee, like yeah. actually addicted. Like if he doesn't have a cup of coffee before like noon, he gets the shakes. Oh, I just drink pot. I probably a pot or two a day. <laughs> yeah i think i'm addicted too but yeah that's a lot of coffee i can go without it i don't get upset but i definitely love it i'll just drink new kinds of coffee and i definitely am a i wouldn't say i'm a coffee connoisseur but i do like to try all sorts and yeah that's cool i wish i was like that i'm not sorry yeah it is what it is i'll just belch a lot probably get cancer from aspartame okay we all gotta get our caffeine somehow we all got to get our cancer somehow. <laughs> uh, Mine's from cigarettes. So <laughs> I don't know yet. Probably, probably sweeteners would be my guess. All right. Okay. So at this point, obviously frustration is like reaching a climax. Okay. For the authorities, for the women who are working on the streets, for the families of the missing women, for all the people who are just fucking upset about this, which is a lot of people. Damn right. Me too. I'm, I'm included. I was uh, uh, a man at that age. I remember this happening. So I was pissed. Right. I remember I'd be hearing about like fucking missing women. I pay attention to true crime for a while, but you know what I mean? Like that's weird. I was like seven. Uh, uh, nope. <laughs> anyway, uh, 2002, I'd be 19. 2002. I was nine. I was nine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did not give one shit about serial killers when I was nine. Nope. Nope. <laughs> none so uh just when it's feeling like they're never gonna solve this mystery some drunk fucker with a bad mullet shows up and saves the day it's fucking greg from the mailroom <laughs> guys i told you i was over there and i was getting fucked in the ass with a dick and i saw a girl upside down you're not gonna believe this let me hear it this man's name scott chubb <laughs> We did it. We hit every single one. How many dick euphemisms can be in names with this story? This is God All being like, 
this is God being like, you like serial killers, do you, you little freaks? I'm going to fucking make this one hilarious. And then it's like carpet bomb it with dicks. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so not funny at all. God's like, eh, they don't all land, you know? (laughs) Okay. So 2002, this man's name is Scott Shep. He's working on the farm. Scott, like all the frequenters of the farm, is an addict. He likes his meth. But he felt that he wasn't getting paid enough to support his addiction and whatever else. Uh, Or he just felt like he was working too hard and he was just very lazy. I don't know. Um, So he decided he was going to try to go for some easy money and try to get a reward from the police for reporting that Willie had illegal firearms on his farm. And this is not untrue. Willie did have guns. He had lots of guns, but he just liked guns. He was a fan of guns. He didn't use them for anything. He just liked guns. So doesn't matter. A report of an illegal firearm is gonna get your ass searched. That's yeah. enough for a search warrant. Thank God. Finally, all it took was 16 crackheads, uh, <laughs> a, a crackhead pimp, and a fucking yeah. illegal firearm. That's right. It doesn't matter if someone's <laughs> saying that he's stringing up women, gutting them a yeah. gun in Canada. I think the fuck what? I think the fuck not, sir. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, though. They, they found a way. You know what? Good for you, mullet chub. Yeah, mullet chub. <laughs> I just pictured a dick with a mullet cubes. Just like the bush on top, but then just like a cascade down yeah. either side of the balls. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds beautiful. Yeah, it's something. Lovely. You should. They should have uh, fucking extensions for pubic hair. Why the fuck not, dude? Oh, I could make I could make a mullet. Anyways, keep going. We'll add it to the business plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extensions. Extensions. Um. Okay. So the search warrants issued. They go and search the house for the weapons. The this uh, search warrant didn't grant them a ton of freedom to search everything. Like obviously they would really like to, but they didn't need to go very deep. Okay. They find bags of clothes, like literally bags of clothes, IDs jewelry, syringes, and most importantly, an asthma inhaler with the prescription of one of Willie's victims. Uh, And this woman was actually a local character. She made the news. She was a big deal because she was actually nearly killed by a John three years earlier. Oh, so she already had the most people have zero. Most people have zero life. Their life threatened zero. Uh, a sex worker, especially a drug addicted sex worker, probably has an average of two in their lifetime. So, like, Jesus, fuck. I feel bad. Poor lady. Yeah. So, this woman, uh, you know, they would know her name immediately. They would know her name. She was all over the news. She was in all the marches for the missing women. Uh, she was interviewed. She's actually interviewed by a guy who, who was like, aren't you scared to keep doing what you're doing? And she was like, well, I got a sixth sense now. If I don't, if I don't like the guy, I don't go with him. Fortunately, you know, body can only handle five senses, it would seem. Yeah, the third eye gets closed with crack. Ugh. Yeah, unfortunately, yes, she perished with the lot. So she was actually seen hanging out on the farm quite a few times by the people who worked there beforehand. So she actually wasn't even killed right away. She kept going back. So because of what they saw on the property, a second search warrant was issued to search the farm as part of the BC Missing Women investigation. Naturally, they found just lots, just lots 
Lots and lots and lots and lots. Willie was charged with two counts of first-degree murder after the initial search of the property and ultimately ended up being charged with 27 counts. And so uh, the 27 counts were split into two separate, uh, like, indictments. And he was tried first for the first six. Okay. So they didn't want to overwhelm a single jury with, like, more than two dozen fucking Yeah, and if you don't get the first one, you'll get the second one. So let's just split this up into a bunch. Because if you don't get, if you lump them all into one and you don't get them, you're fucked. You can't charge them again for that shit. There you go. So, yeah. So, uh, on the property, they found dismembered body parts, bones, teeth, and property that could be linked to the victims. Um, and these were everywhere. They were buried. They were stored in freezers. They were in bins. They were in buckets. They were everywhere. Don't they even think that, like, some of it might have been shipped out with fucking meat around the... Is this just... Sorry, did I just blow a wad again? Fuck, I'm good at this. It is, yes, it is. It's possible there is not proof, but they have a reason to believe that a lot of the remains of the victims were eaten by pigs. Okay, that's one of the big things. That's everybody's, that's what they, that's what this guy's known for. Serial killer that fed bodies to pigs. Okay, this is, this is not necessarily true. This is a possibility, but it's also possible. And there is reason to believe that Willie ground up some of the victims along with the pigs to get more money from selling ground pork because he wasn't already a fucking millionaire the psycho he wanted oh. to stretch the pigs oh god it's hey so... you know what there's only a hundred okay he's doing the best he can oh god like he he and that that meat his fucking plant shipped across the country like our country i don't know if it went dipped into the state so there could have been a hooker crackhead woman I shouldn't say that. That's mean. Sex worker, You're drug addict. Wrong. Yes. <laughs> sex worker, drug addict lady. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm just kidding. Uh, Look, we could have all eaten it. I, others, potential, me and Celeste have had that. As a child, you ate a hooker. There's a possibly. potential of that. At nine years old, you were having a hamburger watching fucking X Men. That please. came around. <laughs> big comfy couch whatever you're nine. you're nine you're nine you're in the more <laughs> fuck off thing. big comfy couch was always the absolute tits okay molly and her dolly and my hooker named golly good golly oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's possible it's possible that at one point in my life i may have i don't know i feel like i would be like this pig tastes like it's been fucking doing meth <laughs> i'm i'm tripping i'm seeing ever, things you should ask your parents if you ever ate a hamburger and it made you really hyper just had a like really bad trip after or really good trip after i'm like mom have you ever noticed how fucking beautiful the colors are on the- it would have been a sausage because it was pig yeah. right? <laughs> i had some breakfast before i went to school this is hilarious because it moved into dick-shaped things now. Now we're talking about fucking sausage. What's oh next? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, it just it just keeps going. Uh, wow. Okay, so for the first six murders, Willie was found guilty of only second-degree murder because apparently there was not enough proof that he planned them first. Obviously, fucking plan them. We don't accidentally kill twenty-seven hookers. Oops. 
Oops. You don't, oops. You don't accidentally kill people. It doesn't work that way. No. I mean, yes, one you person. do. You do. Sorry. You don't accidentally <laughs> kill more than one person or six people in, in sequence. Yes. You don't you can kill six <laughs> people at once, uh, or it's fucking 29 uh by accident. Um sit yeah. who? Sis Sakura. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, I mean. Did, or this is on Patreon. I, I genuinely <laughs> feel bad for them, but I mean, it's true. You can genuinely kill 16 people in one car accident. I'm not making that up. Uh, but you can't just kill six people in sequence by accident. It doesn't happen that way. What do you, no. Mr. Magoo of like accidental murders? Like, get yes. the fuck out of here. You don't accidentally <laughs> handcuff, strangle, yeah. and gut a person. And toss their body and meat to be served across the country. Yeah, you don't do that by accident. Six yeah. times. Once, yeah. you know, sure, Maybe. once. You know, the handcuffs go on, the belt comes out, oops, she's dead. Well, now I'm going to gut her, now I'm going to ship her off, you know. But the second time, I mean, you should have learned from your mistake. It seems to me this is exactly how uh, Miss fucking, uh, oh God, what was her name now? Sharon Lepotka. This is how Miss Sharon Lepotka died, right? She got choked a little too hard during some weird sex. Okay, it happens. Um, I'm, I'm sharing Lepodka me once. Shame on you, on me. You <laughs> share Lepodka 29 times. Shame on Shame me. on you. Or whatever. <laughs> We're victim blaming all over again. You should have thought about you should have thought about it. All right. You should have thought about it. We we didn't like cliches, I thought. My fault. You're, okay. My fault. You're not paralyzed. You could have ran. <laughs> Uh, so good okay so uh he was sentenced to life without the possibility of or with the possibility of parole after 25 years which is standard life sentence in canada so uh he was never prosecuted for the other 21 counts and he never will be doesn't matter okay he's he's got life already there's not really much point now so he actually ultimately admitted to killing 49 women and he expresses great disappointment that he didn't get a chance to make it 50 yeah he really wanted to make it 50 i remember seeing that in the yeah in the interview like i was gonna do one more just to make it 50 oh shucks yeah he was you, he was not happy you and you dick named brothers you got me you got me all you dick named coppers god <laughs> damn it i wish i could make sausage right now yeah yeah so that's it that's the story I, uh, there's probably some more about what the fuck he's up to now, but I wrote oh, fucking, there's all oh, sorts. a lot about this shit. Yeah. There's, this is, uh, this is one that has 49 or apparent victims. You could fucking deep dive, dive into each one of the murders. If you really want to, there's so much to it, but Hey, you got the broad show. Actually, I got, I got a question. Where is Dave this whole time? Oh, he fucked off and like, um, found himself a wife to beat, uh, Okay, so he's he's still out and about. He wasn't like hanging out with his brother, having parties and shit like that. Okay. No, 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 no. They own the farm together, but he was never around. So did he get the farm after, or did they like lose it all from being sued? Because I know killers will typically get sued after. See, that's the kind of thing that sucks for the other twenty-one that they didn't charge him for. Because uh, can the family still sue him and his estate? Because he's, I guess they could. OJ got off and he still got sued. Why couldn't they? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, no, they totally could yeah um he uh let's see he was spotted in vancouver in 
Oh, last no, this year. This year. He was apparently in Vancouver earlier this year. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not that interested. I'm just curious if he was around or he left. Okay. That makes sense. Cause I, I feel like he's a dangerous person too, with that fucking killing that kid. Like mm-hmm. that, that's a, that's a dangerous man. And we should be watching him more like not me and you. Cause you know what I mean? But as a society, like uh, there should be eyes on him. If that's true that he killed that kid, that's fucking crazy. That's psycho. Well, it's all hearsay now. Yeah. So, um, Let's see, Willie, uh, there was a COVID outbreak at his prison. Um, He apparently has had some health issues before. He's been in hospital a couple of times. God, Willie, Uh, not Willie. Not Willie. Oh, no. There was, ah, here we go. Please tell me he didn't get COVID. I don't know. I just know that there was an outbreak. As far as I know, he did not, in fact, That's... get COVID. But uh, last Thank year, God. there was some big hubbub because they wanted to, they were like, it's been enough time. Time's up. We want space. Uh, we want to get rid of all the evidence. We want to destroy the evidence for this case. It's over. It's closed. It's done. Uh, they set up a trial to decide the fate of the evidence from this case. Uh, it was canceled last year in May because of COVID. Okay, sorry, um, what? They have to have a case to discover the fate of the evidence? If I go... Yeah, it's like a big deal because of all the families of the victims and stuff that are yeah, still okay. in the process of, uh, you know, getting theirs, right? I'm not, I'm, not tra- I'm not saying to do this, but what I am saying is they should just put it on eBay. They'll find some weirdo creepos that'll do. They'll make way more money. You could auction that shit off. Uh, serial killer memorabilia is disgusting but it's a thing <laughs> they just want the space imagine how much space that's fucking taken up seriously like bags yeah. and bags of clothes fucking body parts well they probably got buried but you know what I mean. or eaten just... or eaten <laughs> or eaten. that's right that's right many thousands of exhibits seized during the investigation wow. they want to start getting rid of it uh apparently willie was like no 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 that's my shit leave my shit alone apparently he does not want the evidence destroyed well, sorry, you're a piece of shit and you don't get anything anymore. You're done. You're 71 years old at this point. Get the fuck out of town, buddy. You're going to die in jail. You don't get shit. Fuck you. Um, yeah, well, I mean, he's... When would he be up for parole? That would be 2027? He's not going to get parole. There's no one in their fucking right mind. And if they do parole him, they'll pull out those 21 extra cases and charge him again and fucking put him in jail for another 25 years. There's no uh, they can't way. actually. They actually officially close the books on them. They can't. Oh well, god damn it. He's not gonna get parole. If somebody if I would highly a parole gives if anybody gives that guy parole, that's gonna be a uproar in this country. There's no way Willie Picton's getting parole. <laughs> you fucking stupid. Yeah, there's no like any updates or anything, but yeah, it's yeah. super, super, super doubtful that he's gonna get parole. It's it's fucking impossible. If he gets parole, you and me are gonna go burn down the White House. Yeah, I would. Fuck that guy. I don't care if it's a Canadian case, burn down the White House anyway. Yeah. Biden. It's not that hard to get in. I watched people just fucking burst into the Capitol building last year like it was nothing. <laughs> so I'm sure the White House is just like, hey, come on in. Oh, a gun. Good for you. You know what? Canadians did it once. We'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, it take two of us this time. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Canada.